Microsoft is back in the crosshairs again as rumors surfaced from Jeff Grubb that Hi-Fi Rush missed revenue targets and that upper management at Microsoft is unhappy with the state of Xbox. And this got to such a fever pitch on Twitter and the sort of rumors started swirling that Hi-Fi Rush flopped, which I don't think that it did. But Aaron Greenberg responded on Twitter, sort of defending the success of Hi-Fi Rush, their satisfaction with the game. And this is required, I guess, some reframing from Jeff Grubb. I don't really want to focus on Hi-Fi Rush. I think I'd rather have a larger discussion about Game Pass, about the Xbox ecosystem, the future and the current state of Xbox, even the public perception of Xbox. I got a lot to come over. Comments and even an updated video from Jeff Grubb. We've even got an article from Jez Corden about just the state of Xbox right now. Now, I put all of the good information right here at the beginning so you don't have to go searching for it. That way, you can watch the rest of the live stream if you want, but I hope you enjoyed this opener with all the good info. Hit subscribe, hit the bell button so you don't miss out on the content. Microsoft is allegedly unhappy with the state of Xbox and Hi-Fi Rush is back in the headlines for seemingly bizarre reasons. Jeff Grubb made remarks recently on his podcast, Grubb's Game Mess, that set the gaming world sort of ablaze with debates about Xbox and Xbox Game Pass. So much so that even Aaron Greenberg took to Twitter to speak publicly on the matter of Hi-Fi Rush. Instead of getting bogged down into a debate about Hi-Fi Rush, which I think is is a great game and was a roaring success for Xbox in the first quarter of 2023, I would rather treat it as a catalyst to a bigger discussion about where Xbox is right now and where it seems to be heading. First, I do want to start with Hi-Fi Rush and what was said because I think Aaron Greenberg's response doesn't answer a lot of the questions that I have. Even the reframing from Jeff Grubb is not a backpedal. Everybody's saying this has all been cleared up like it's not a story. I feel like that hand-waving is more made out of fear than actual like facts so we're going to look at everything that was stated second a recent article from jez corden from windows central paints a potentially bleak future and picture for xbox i actually appreciated his honesty about the the global sort of zoomed out vision for xbox is very murky and very split right now lastly i want to discuss how the public perception seems to be shifting beneath microsoft's feet about xbox keep in mind many of us saw this coming and while it is vindicating to see it play out it doesn't make me happy to be right on some of these subjects about what game pass does to sales and what we can expect from the future of Xbox, especially for those of us who own a Series X. Xbox has a lot of property in games that I enjoy and property that I'm looking forward to. The trajectory of this platform, however, specifically on consoles, just doesn't look good from where I sit. So first, let's just look at the Hi-Fi Rush commentary, okay? It should be stated right from the top that Hi-Fi Rush did everything that you would want a Game Pass game to do. It basically went video game viral, which drove sales. It drove engagement. It's sitting on Steam right now with over 13,000 reviews and a 97% rating. By all accounts, this was a big win for Xbox to kick off 2023 with, especially after the slow and disappointing year in 2022 so you would expect this to drive morale up and give xbox a very good template for future surprise drops for future marketing you would think that this was sort of a confetti throw in upper management hey what a great game what a great 
piece of delivered content. But that just isn't true, according to Jeff Grubb. And this is where we have to pay careful attention to what he said and what his response was. I think many people are sort of just running to these comments and saying, oh, it's been cleared up, it's been cleared up. There's there's nothing really serious going on. If you haven't checked out the game before, you should definitely check out Hi-Fi Rush. My daughter played it, she beat it, I thought it was excellent, okay? Again, we need to pay careful attention to what Jeff Grubb actually said. So I pulled this from the podcast. This has been quoted pretty much, you know, everywhere. Okay, Grubb said, I can tell you they are not. And he was responding to a question that was asked, do you think management is happy with the state of Xbox right now? He said, I can tell you they're not. They're upset. We can't ignore that just because Hi-Fi Rush has been recast in sort of a celebratory light from Aaron Greenberg. He didn't speak to anything else from Grubb's comments, okay? He said, they didn't want to release a first party. They didn't release a first party game last year. And if that doesn't affect you, you, if you always have something to play again, that's awesome. But a lot of people regret getting their Xbox. Okay. Now, this is going to come back later to the public perception portion of this monologue because I do think people are looking at Xbox very differently right now. Okay. So he says that we're trying to diagnose that. You know, we're trying to diagnose why they're not happy and what's going on. So I don't find this surprising. Anybody looking at the state of Xbox right now cannot think that upper management is thrilled with how things have turned out. 2022 was incredibly weak and lackluster, and 10 of the 25 games that were promised in the first half of 2023 aren't making it. Forza Motorsport was just confirmed delayed into the second half of the year. That's not a very strong showing. That was supposed to be their sort of bounce back window, and it's not really happening a large portion of those promised games aren't making the cut with both Redfall and Starfield being delayed the Xbox showcase really stressed the next 12 months and that has not come to fruition now nobody in a leadership position can look at this as satisfactory 2023 was supposed to be their comeback year and poor Hi-Fi Rush can't continue to carry the year on its shoulders it's one game you can't look at this game and think that well this is what we're going to hang 2023 on it did great it's awesome but it's time to move forward it's time to have some new games it's time to have some big releases all right hi-fi rush did what many of us said game pass games will do as great as it did it failed to generate revenue and some look at this as a no-brainer right some people see this as this isn't news bro a game pass game didn't generate sales and money why is this news well the better question would be why would they have targets and revenue generation goals for a game hitting game pass grub had the following to say about this he said based on what i've heard it just straight up didn't make the money that it needed to make now he since said he shouldn't have used the word need but that's a very meager qualification what he's saying is it didn't hit revenue targets right he said it got good reviews the buzz was good so where do you put the blame for something like that is it the price is it the shadow drop could it have sold more is it game pass he went on to qualify and this is what he said I was just trying to say that I heard Hi-Fi Rush didn't make the money it was expected to make. But to be clear, I don't really know how Microsoft measures success. This was just a small passing statement in a larger conversation. I wasn't, it wasn't meant to make people worry about Hi-Fi Rush. So he's basically saying it wasn't a flop, okay? That's what everybody was running with. They were running with the narrative that, well, Hi-Fi Rush flopped. And that's not what he said. What 
he said is actually far worse than a Game Pass game not doing well. Like, if a Game Pass game comes out and flops or doesn't doesn't have roaring success, which I imagine Redfall's going to be in that category, that's not as alarming as what he actually said, that they had revenue targets for a game-hitting Game Pass. He even recently released a video on his channel. He said the story became Hi-Fi Rush as a flop. He said that was not my point at all. He said if a game costs this much and it only generates this much... That's a question for how do you measure that? Are they going to feel more pressure given that Halo Infinite likely didn't make the money that it was supposed to make? And finally, he said that his podcast was for the audience and that he was going to tell the truth. He will not cater or pander. What he said he never wants to see in his mentions ever again is, hey, don't speak critically about Xbox. That'll be used against Xbox. He says, that's not my problem. So, that betrays his view of this he's like this is a negative view of xbox this was negative press for them even though he's qualified that hi-fi rush didn't flop he's saying listen i'm I'm gonna say what i'm gonna say i'm not gonna be beholden to a platform so he is saying that xbox management isn't happy part of that dissatisfaction is tied to at least in his mind hi-fi rush failing to hit revenue targets which makes me drive even further down the rabbit hole what what are these expectations and targets and revenue and where did they come from were they driven by phil spencer and other xbox executives do you remember everybody is saying that a game hitting game pass shouldn't be expected to sell well Well, let's look at what Phil Spencer said in 2018. He said in an interview that Game Pass would increase the sales of a game. He said, when you put a game like Forza Horizon 4 on Game Pass, you instantly have more players of the game, which is actually leading to more sales of the game. He said some people have questioned State of Decay when it launched. You saw it looked at the US, at the NPD. You saw this game selling really well. So five years ago... He's out here telling people, this is going to cause a boost in sales. Game Pass is good for the game. He even pushed back on like, oh, are people going to temporarily use Game Pass to avoid buying games? He said, well, isn't everybody going to subscribe for 10 just to play the thing? He said, no, gamers find things to play based on what everybody else is playing. So he is driving this narrative that Game Pass will create a natural awareness funnel, which will increase sales. But what if that idea and philosophy four and five years ago isn't coming true? Gamers have responded differently as time has gone on. So Hi-Fi Rush does everything a Game Pass game is designed to do. It makes good on Phil Spencer's vision, right? Awareness was at an all-time high for Hi-Fi Rush, and yet it didn't hit sales targets so when people respond and say so what it's a game pass game why would it drive sales you're basically at odds with the vision put forth by phil spencer just five years ago and if upper management feels that they were sold a bill of goods that spells trouble for xbox game pass the gaming division and maybe even spells trouble for phil spencer but we have to look at what aaron greenberg said in response right i believe his answer is not more much of an answer it's more of PR for the game itself. He said, Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout hit for us and our players in all key measurements and expectations. We couldn't be happier with that team at Tango Gameworks and this surprise release. So, literally none of what he said is surprising. 
if Hi-Fi Rush wasn't a success in Xbox's eyes, then virtually no game hitting Game Pass could be considered a a success. Because that game blew the doors off of the year. Everybody was very excited about it. So Aaron Greenberg's response doesn't really say anything that we didn't already know. Nobody was questioning, well, was the game a success? I mean, you obviously had people who hate Xbox running with the false narrative that, like, Hi-Fi Rush flopped. But ignore those people. Like, they're not making an intellectual argument. The better discussion and the better thing to respond to is why are you setting revenue targets for games hitting Game Pass? Is that based on past visions and philosophies put forth by Phil Spencer or other upper executives who are in charge of Xbox? The question would be why is this part of an internal conversation about upper management not being happy? Aaron Greenberg says they hit all measurements and all key expectations and measurements. He says that, yeah, key measurements, key expectations, we hit those. Well, since we don't know what those are, we we, kind of have to assume that the studio will be supported and funded based on some type of a measurement. And this brings me to Jez Corden's Windows Central article, okay? Because what is going on with Game Pass games? We don't know. What determines whether or not they get continued support or expansion? Because the studio behind Hi-Fi Rush is expanding. Is that because Hi-Fi Rush was already a success? Or was that already something that was planned? We simply don't know. The title of Jez Corden's article is, With Microsoft Distracted, the Xbox Console Experience is Suffering. And he highlights three big themes. He, he, he points to sales numbers, cloud versus Series X production, Game Pass doubts are growing. So those are kind of the three big things that I pulled from his article. So first, let's look at what he said about sales numbers. He said, The past week, Microsoft didn't sell thousands of Xbox consoles in Japan, not even hundreds, but instead dozens. Meanwhile, the PS5 sold almost 40,000 units. That's a dire comparison that's near impossible to gloss over. So somehow, in spite of Xbox console sales, though, he points to the fact that the monthly active user number is growing and is incredibly strong, which we're going to talk about this, okay? He says, Yet Microsoft's monthly active gaming users continue to swell. In its quarterly earnings, Microsoft reported that Xbox has a platform now of a massive 120 million monthly active users. Even Jez admits that this number is hard to quantify. I'll go one step further. It's hard to substantiate, okay? Frank Shaw, communications lead at Xbox, he tweeted the following, all right? Here's his tweet right here, and this is what he said. He said, we saw new highs for Game Pass subscriptions, game streaming hours, and monthly active devices. And monthly active users surpassed a record 120 million during this quarter. Okay, that was in January of 2023. Now, someone had a great question for him about the 120 million monthly active users number. This guy here, and he's citing the CMA documents. He said, could you clarify what's included in the 120 million monthly active users? In October of 2022, Microsoft told CMA, quote, PlayStation has more than double the MAUs, monthly active users, close to 60 million or more of Xbox. In September of 2022, Sony claimed 102 million monthly active users. So that would put Xbox at about 43 million. Where does the balance come from? Yeah, that's that's this is a great question. Where are you getting that total? If I'm a Microsoft shareholder, I would really like to know what's going on because if they're using Minecraft users to claim that number, that's an important distinction because I think that's what they're doing. I think they're saying, "Look, we've got 120 something million people playing Minecraft. That's an Xbox property. That's a monthly active user within the Xbox ecosystem, which 
that's unbelievable if that's what they're doing. It's also interesting to see that Microsoft is willing to tell the public and the shareholders one thing in a quarterly earnings report, but then they tell the regulators something completely different. If I'm the FTC, I'd be zeroing in on that tweet and then what they told the CMA because they're not even close to the same number. Secondly, Jez points out that clouds uh like getting more support than xbox in in, as far as like the xbox series x production they're actually funneling more of the silicon to the cloud he says xbox console platform is not seeing any serious growth according to what little information we can get and microsoft commits more and more silicon to multi-purpose cloud servers instead of home console stock levels furthermore as xbox sees its priority priorities elsewhere increasingly xbox fans are starting to feel left behind in a variety of ways now i'm not sure how anyone who owns an xbox series x or is trying to get one can read this on a site called windows central and not find it worrying like if you own a series x or you've been trying to get one and then you go to windows central and the guy's like yeah they're devoting more hardware to cloud than making series x's like that's maybe why you couldn't get one that's maybe why you had to settle for a series s which more and more people who own the series s are now finding it to be a very disappointing box like they're worried about its performance going forward that decision probably wasn't even made by you if microsoft was intentionally devoting resources uh, to cloud as opposed to series x production now lastly he shows how game pass is beginning to show show cracks in consumer confidence first he talks about smaller studios and their view of the ecosystem quote Indeed, I've been speaking with AA and indie developers over the past weeks who are still very skeptical about Xbox Game Pass and the impact it's having on the platform. Indie developers increasingly don't see an opportunity to make money on Xbox in situations where they haven't been approved for Xbox Game Pass inclusion for whatever reason. This is a growing concern for two reasons. First, if you can only be successful on the Xbox ecosystem in Game Pass, what if your structure doesn't fit that model? What if you have no interest in Game Pass? Or in this case, what if you get rejected? Then apparently you can't be successful on the Xbox ecosystem. This would mean many developers will simply skip the ecosystem. If their game doesn't fit into the Game Pass model, if it's counterproductive, like Activision avoided Game Pass all these years because they've admitted in documents that it's it's actually cannibalistic on sales. So then you're going to see more developers avoiding the Xbox ecosystem because apparently you got to go on Game Pass to be successful over there. The The second thing this could do is it could create a larger perception problem for Xbox in that the ecosystem is simply a first-party Game Pass library. Jez highlights this with respect to a volume problem facing Xbox. Quote, Microsoft keeps Xbox Game Pass heavily curated and as more of its own games hit the service like Hi-Fi Rush, Redfall, and the upcoming Starfield, the opportunity for visibility for smaller devs is shrinking. In other words, Bethesda, and if the ABK deal goes through, it's going to choke out Game Pass for anybody who's not first party. Lesser known titles, any titles, AA titles, they're not going to get the spotlight treatment that they've been accustomed to up to now. They might not even get approved to go on Game Pass. This would drive more developers, more third-party developers, away from the platform. Jez is concerned that Microsoft already knows this. Quote, I have a feeling Microsoft already knows this and pins hope on growing the audience to the point 
where they can bring eyeballs, as many eyeballs to as many niches as possible in a Netflix-like way. But Xbox Game Pass can't grow like Netflix without a Netflix-like volume of addressable endpoints, and that's a huge problem. Yes, And this volume problem is solved in ways that don't benefit Xbox console owners. Microsoft is trying to get ABK for volume. They're trying to lean into cloud and mobile for the same reason, volume. Those cheering for the ABK deal probably don't realize they're cheering for a train that may be leaving the console train station for bigger and brighter pastures of mobile and cloud, leaving you behind. And even Jez is worried that this will hurt them due to split interests. Quote, This horizontal approach, expanding outwards to other platforms instead of upwards with its established console base, seems like a smart strategy in a world where Microsoft struggles to completely compete directly with PlayStation in the so-called high-end console market. The problem here is the execution of this ambitious effort just isn't good enough so far. With diffuse objectives and split investment, the distractions risk undermining the console console core of the gaming division and if Jez is right it could motivate Microsoft to shift away from consoles entirely maybe not in the immediate future but the slow deprioritization is certainly being noticed by fans and the gaming press alike and this leads to my final section public perception I'm seeing the tide turn against Xbox in three different arenas first YouTubers Friend of the show, Doc Dark, has been very outspoken about his disappointment, and he leans heavy toward Xbox. He owns this and says this all the time. Many are even saying that the Series X owners feel like second-class citizens. Even Xbox-centric shows and channels are having to admit that things look really bad right now for Xbox. The second arena I'm noticing this is Twitter. The constant warring in the console tribalism on Twitter is a given. It's sort of hilarious and stupid, but it's there. And even recently, some of the most outspoken users who are in favor of Xbox have expressed their frustrations. I'm seeing complete reversals from people on the Series S. There was a guy with a channel who referred to me as a Sony channel, which is always hilarious if you look at the backlog of my live content being mostly not Sony coverage, but... He previously stated that the Series S wasn't a big deal and it wasn't the cause for concern in games performing poorly and now he's done a complete reversal on that position. Lastly, my own comment section. I have two channels that get most of my content. Here at Reforge Gaming, we do live shows with uploads and then we have another channel that gets the monologues uploaded to it called Reforge Rundown. People went from calling me an idiot Sony pony hater to saying, you might be right. I had this experience with Gotham Knights. Once the dust settles, reality always wins. At the end of the day, Hi-Fi Rush was a roaring success, but its lack of sales is possibly driving an internal narrative in upper management. What happened to the promises of Game Pass increasing sales? If that's not happening, that might change things. It wouldn't surprise me at all if Microsoft is unhappy with Xbox, because as far as I can tell, everyone else is starting to feel the exact same way. So let me give you my thoughts and my conclusions. (laughs) This got way longer than I expected it to, but there was so much to cover. It's not just about Hi-Fi Rush. As a passing remark about Hi-Fi Rush turned into a larger debate about the state of Xbox. Nobody in their right mind could call Hi-Fi Rush a flop. Quite the contrary. Its success is part of the problem. 
If a game performing that well failed to hit revenue targets, upper management is probably asking some tough questions. And if that affects plans, forecasts, and projections going forward, we could be looking at big changes on the horizon. Second thing, when outlets like Windows Central and other Xbox-centric channels start turning their narrative rudder, concern is warranted. The waning confidence that some of them seem to feel in covering Xbox is likely felt by shareholders, board members, and decision makers at Microsoft. In other words, if the people who typically cheer for Xbox on Twitter and on their YouTube channels are starting to wonder if they're cheering for the wrong team, that's likely felt internally by shareholders and big dogs at the company. 2023 is off to a shaky start for Xbox with Forza Motorsport confirming that it won't be landing in the first half of 2023. So the second half will need to deliver. If the second half of 2023 doesn't deliver, morale and consumer perception will likely hit an all-time low. Conclusion. The future of Xbox is starting to look less materialized. Is it Game Pass the focus? What about console distribution? Is ABK the first step in moving more heavily into cloud and mobile, slowly leaving console behind? What does all this mean for console owners? If Microsoft has a plan, it's tough to deduce exactly what it is at this point. But I think we can confidently say things cannot stay as they are right now. And that's the show open. That would, I did not intend for this show to have that lengthy of an open but there's 700 people here man smash that like button I want to chop this up with you guys everybody's saying that this matter was put to bed oh this has all been this has all been explained and rebuttaled no it hasn't no it has not this conversation is just getting started right hi-fi rush was an incredible success if that's the case, why did it not hit revenue targets? What, what, what did they think was going to happen? You tell me that like I'm stupid because I'm like, hey, they, they didn't hit their, their sales targets. And they're like, what do you expect, dummy? It's a Game Pass game. What do you mean, what did I expect? I didn't set any sales targets. I didn't set any revenue projections. I didn't do that. I'm not Phil Spencer in 2018 telling the public that Game Pass increases sales. That's not me. If you think a game hitting Game Pass is antithetical to sales, maybe you should send an email to upper management at Microsoft or Phil Spencer and be like, why'd you say this in 2018? Don't come at me and act like I'm the one painting that picture because I'm not the one who painted that picture. Phil Spencer did. And if I'm upper management, I got big questions for Phil Spencer and the Xbox gaming division. A five gifted member bomb starting us off right. You guys are at like 2,700 members. If you want to hit that 3,000, you're going to have to get really, really big. We have 179 VIPs. We did a special VIP only stream at the end of last week. We need 200 if I'm going to continue doing that. So consider upgrading today. There's an upgrade command. Guy Smiley with a $2 tip says, stream the Microsoft earnings call tomorrow at 2.30 Pacific. I'm not streaming an earnings call at 2.30. You stream it. Wait for Xbox financials this week. What do you mean? Like, are we gonna? You're saying we're gonna get to see exactly what they were trying to aim for with that game? What's good? Assume parasite. Good morning, sorcerer. 
why would I ever pay for a game I have on a subservice? How is this supposed to increase sales? Was Game Pass meant to be a glorified demo reel? Why is Tango Games expanding? Right, Mo, this is not about Hi-Fi Rush and Tango Games. Hi-Fi Rush is a catalyst to a bigger conversation. Hi-Fi Rush kills it. They hit the ball over the, just all the way over the green monster, all the way out of the stadium. And you got internal dialogue from the company that it, it failed to hit revenue targets. Why did you set revenue targets for a Game Pass game? What? Why? That's the question nobody's asking. Like, ask that question, and it's not hard to come up with an answer. Just go back to 2018, read Phil Spencer saying, we've got two games that hit Game Pass, and their sales increased because of it. He tells the public that when a game hits Game Pass, it has an increase in sales. Don't you think executives thought, oh, that sounds great, let's do that. And then when it doesn't happen, those are probably some pretty tough questions that he has to answer. Yo, DB Cooper with two months of membership. Good morning, great opening. Got my morning going. Thank you so much. Slow Mobius with a $5 super chat tip. Keep up the good work, Lono. Thank you for the $5 super chat tip. And Slow Mobius also hits 12 months as a member. Welcome back in. Guys, there's almost 800 people here, man. Smash that like button. Let's aim on 300 likes. And let's get those VIPs and members rolling in. Sounds like someone is a Red Sox fan. I actually don't like baseball, but I just went with it. How realistic are those revenue goals? Yeah, but how many times are we going to do this? How many times are we going to look at a goal and a projection that Microsoft sets and they don't hit it and we're like, well, it wasn't realistic. Like when they failed to hit their Game Pass numbers, the Game Pass subscriber growth that they wanted to see, they didn't hit that. And what did everybody say? Oh, that, that, that wasn't a realistic goal. Well, who the frick is in charge then, bro? Who's setting these terrible targets and goals that can't be hit? Do you want somebody like that in charge of the gaming division setting ridiculous goals that can't be hit? So then a game like, like, do you really want Hi-Fi Rush in the internal dialogue at the company viewed as a, as a revenue generating failure? That doesn't hurt Tango. That doesn't hurt Hi-Fi Rush. But what about future games? Does, isn't that going to change their strategy? This game crushed it and we didn't hit revenue goals. Well, what are you going to do with the next game? What are they going to do to Game Pass? Somebody ordered some coffee. A bag of light roast to Ani. Thank you so much, Ani, for ordering some of the light roast. Uh, what in the world? I'm getting preview keys for something. I'll have to read that later. That was Sony to blame. He's being cheeky. He's being funny. It's always Sony's fault. All of Microsoft's failures for the last 20 years are apparently Sony's fault. It's a joke. It's a meme at this point. Paul says, Hi-Fi Rush could come to PlayStation and Switch, no doubt in my mind. It's not the style of game you want to lock down. Oh, you're saying it should have come to the other platforms. Right. How big was the miss? Listen, everybody that says Grub... Jeff Grubb, he, 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 uh, this is, this is a non-starter. What did people say? Oh yeah, this is what people said. People kept saying, that. oh no, Jeff Grubb cleared that up. Jeff Grubb cleared that up. This is a non-story. It's a non-story. Really? It's a non-story that one of the most successful Game Pass games we've ever seen launch didn't hit revenue targets and that Microsoft management's unhappy. 
What did? What exactly did he clear up? Did you guys read his tweet follow-ups? Did you watch his video? He didn't walk this back. He simply said, I shouldn't have said that they needed to hit this revenue because Microsoft may measure success for the title differently. That's all he said. That's all he said. That's all he requalified. He didn't walk back that Microsoft management's unhappy. He didn't walk that back. He didn't walk back the fact that Hi-Fi Rush failed to hit revenue targets. He didn't walk that back. All he walked back was the word need and the fact that, oh, people were running with my comments to say that Hi-Fi Rush flopped. He's like, it didn't flop. That's all he qualified. Everything else he stated is still standing and causing, I think, really big concerns and questions for Xbox long term. Hi-Fi Rush achieves 2 million players worldwide. Yeah, they hit 2 million players in 3 months. That's If that is not generating the revenue that Microsoft hoped to see, the question is why? Did they set the projections way too high? Were they working off really bad intel? Because, again, 4 years ago, 4 or 5 years ago, we're in 2023 now, 5 years ago, Phil Spencer tells the public that Forza Horizon 4 saw an increase in sales because of Game Pass. He says the same thing about State of Decay. He is attributing an increase in sales from this causality of Game Pass. And here we sit five years later, and apparently that's not true. That isn't true. If that were true, then Hi-Fi Rush would have naturally hit its revenue goals. Wouldn't it have? Two million players in three months. I'd say the success, honestly. Eugene says, not really, not for a viral, highly praised game. It was a rhythm cartoon game looking. Like, I think that's gonna that's gonna hurt its appeal for some people. What's good, Zathos? I wonder how Activision will perform under Xbox now. Xbox should at least sell Starfield for the first year and then release it on Game Pass. Recoup the money from the sales of the game. Well, they can't walk back Starfield. They sold 500000 on Steam alone. Right. Don't you see? That's why this is such a big question. I don't think people are asking the right questions. I think people just assumed, oh, Sony ponies were throwing confetti in the air that our biggest game of the year, Hi-Fi Rush, because it's been Microsoft's biggest game this year. It did very well, and they haven't done much since. Minecraft Legends... That, that game seems like it's just a dud. I went I went and looked at user scores. The user scores are lower than the dadgum review outlets. Everybody was dismissing the review outlets, and then the users came behind, and they're even lower. Um, on both PC and Xbox. Um, so, you know, you've, you've got you've got this this hi-fi rush amazing success story and i think a lot of people thought oh sony ponies are just running with a narrative of oh it flopped it flopped it flopped and it's like that, i don't even care about that that's such a dumb discussion to have anybody trying to claim that hi-fi rush flopped is just an ignoramus like you're just being ignorant there's no way you can look at this game and say that it flopped there's a rhythm fps and in a year it only sold 1 million People act like that game was the next coming. Well, okay, this is what happens, okay? This is what happens. Anytime a game sort of takes the world by storm, it can look larger than life, right? We saw this with Stray, okay? We saw this with Stray. Let's admit something. 
Stray wasn't some tectonic game. It wasn't. It wasn't tectonic. It wasn't really even next gen. And it took the world by storm. Everybody had funny memes of Stray the Cat, like, choking out Elden Ring for Game of the Year. It was wonderful. It was like a a charming, funny, great time. But the fact of the matter is, Stray was not as big as maybe everybody said it was. And I think the same could be said for Hi-Fi Rush. In a desert, it seemed like an ocean. It was like, oh my gosh, this game is great. It's new, it's fresh. Nobody had expectations set for it because it literally just, here's a trailer, play it today, right? It just dropped, right? Uh, starting at almost 57 million in sales and about 2.5 million copies sold in the first month of sales, Stray launched on Steam. Right, so Stray was in a similar category, right? It, you know, two and a half million copies, you know, two million players, you know, but everybody thought Stray had like taken over the world. I just think when something goes viral, that's what we do is we picture it being bigger than it actually is. It was a game that was enough to shock the world, says Creature. <laughs> uh, if I'd saved money and when it's on sale, I might buy a Steam copy of Hi-Fi Rush because the game itself feels like an homage uh, to Japanese animated Saturday morning cartoons. An interesting aspect of this is how often we hear Game Pass is the Jesus of gaming, and yet Microsoft's own talking confirms our theories about how bad it is for both revenue and gaming in general. Ex- like That's exactly the point, right? That's the point, is everybody's looking at what Grubb said, and they're running to being like, well, Aaron Greenberg said that the game was a roaring success, and and Tango's expanding. Just stop, stop, settle down, stop it. You sound sound nervous. Just calm down for a second. (laughs) If, if, If what Grubb is saying is true... That, that the game failed to hit revenue targets, that doesn't mean it's a flop. Those two statements don't necessarily lead to each other. It's a non-sequitur to be like, well, it didn't hit revenue targets, ergo it was a flop. Well, then, stop it, hang on a minute. There's a larger picture at play here. It, you know, active engaged users, achievement percentage completion, right? Uh, you know, Game Pass subscribers, sales on Steam. There's all these things to to consider, right? In the grand in the grand scheme of things, your hair is wild today, bro. Thank you. It's getting long. You know, I've noticed something. When people react to my content, they always try to make fun of my hair. Like, listen, it's okay if you're molding in your mom's basement. Like, you don't always need to make fun of like my luscious, thick head of hair. Like, if it makes you that insecure, just watch me with just the sound. Right? Just cover the screen. You know, I'll do the whole show like this for all of you insecure people out there that constantly have to make fun of my appearance when you react to my content it's it's embarrassing for yourself really it, you know there's other ways to admit you're molding but thanks for the comment on my hair uh the the larger discussion isn't whether or not hi-fi rush flopped the larger discussion is why are you setting revenue targets why are you setting revenue targets for a game on game pass how why brap well good to see you brap Xbox curates games for Game Pass. It'll be interesting. Wonder if they'll do something similar with Netflix and a top 10 trending. Why should we as gamers care if a game sells or not? Right. Great question, Lion. 
My man Doc Dark replied to my comment. He did, he made a separate video. So Doc does these things called 30 Minutes with Doc. Doc Dark, you guys should check him out. He's a friend of the show. I've had him on twice. He's a good dude. And he did 30 minutes of like, what should gamers care about? And he was driving that argument. He's like, why do I care about how well a game sold? He sent out a tweet. He says, I play games, not sales. Meaning how well a game sold doesn't matter to me he's like my favorite game is perfect dark I've never gone and seen how well it sold and I left him a comment and I said picture it in the realm of sports there are people who go to every game watch every game hold season tickets and they know team members names and that's about it they're just there wearing the jersey and cheering and saying yay I love you Felipe or whoever the frick's out there they love the team Then there's people that follow the team and they know the coaches' names. They know where the coaches came from. They know what the owner's doing. They know what the budget is. They know what they're doing with with substitutions and strategies and position changes. They know everything. And that adds to their enjoyment of the game. Yeah, man, next season's going to be really bad. Owners are just totally screwing up the way they're handling the budget and the way they're going after talent and the way they're letting coaches walk out the door. It's a disaster. And the fan that goes to every game doesn't know any of that crap. They're like, I don't know what you're talking about. Who's Larry, right? Who's, Who's Samuel? I don't know who those people are. Well, those were the former coaches that are now getting transferred to these teams because they're... So there are people that follow gaming, and that's what they do. They look at sales charts. They look at review scores. They look at talent leaving or coming to the company because that matters to them. They're like, brother, I want to know who's working on this game. How many people got really excited for Final Fantasy 16 when they heard the guy from Devil May Cry was working on it? How many? What does that matter to you? Right? What does that matter to you? That doesn't matter. But but to some people it does. It made them take an interest in the game. Felipe is woke. Unfollow. Alexander Smith with eight months of membership. Lono really showing his northeastern Ohio sporting roots with this analogy. That's that's right. That's right. Because some people watch the Cleveland Browns lose every Sunday. That's me. Other people knew what was wrong. And it wasn't just Metcalf up the middle. There were bigger problems with the Cleveland Browns before they went, and then they got the Super Bowl because they were in Baltimore, and they freaking sold the team. I'm just kidding. I don't care anymore. I don't care that much anymore. But the point is, is that some people get that deep. So acting like who cares about sales numbers, who cares about the creative directors, who cares about the staff... I I care about that. I like knowing what's going on. I I like knowing what's going on. It, 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 It makes my decision to play a game. It makes my decision to support a platform. That's, I mean, my support's informed at that point. You don't have to have your support be informed. You can just go where the games are. And I think that's why some of these Xbox guys are getting ready to change teams. Because they're like, look, man, I'm trying to go where the games are. And they're kind of over there. They're kind of over there. You get, Watch what happens. Watch what happens to our boy Doc when he plays through Ragnarok, when he finally breaks down and plays it. Just watch what happens when he sees some of those graphics and some of those sequences. You're going to watch that man go through a metamorphosis, right? He doesn't need to jump, Doc. 
Kratos doesn't need to jump, right? When you're when your balls are that big, you can't jump. <laughs> anyway, when I saw this news hit, my immediate thought was, my immediate thought was, this this is not about this is not about Hi-Fi Rush. This is not about Hi-Fi Rush. This is about everything we've been sensing is coming to the surface. It's coming to the surface. We've been sensing that Xbox consoles aren't a priority. We've been sensing that, you know, ownership under Microsoft is a problem. Games having to go to Game Pass is going to be a problem. And you can look at Hi-Fi Rush and be like, yo, this was a huge success. Long live Game Pass. And Microsoft might be looking at it and saying, <laughs> no, uh-uh. If you think we're going to take something to that caliber and that quality and that market strength and throw it on Game Pass where it misses revenue targets, you got another thing coming. We're not doing that. There could be big changes coming. There could. Now, you know, this is all alleged, right? Oh, this is alleged, alleged, alleged. I, I don't know why everybody wants to dismiss leakers the minute they say something that doesn't jive with your position that everything's golden and roses. It begs the question, does Starfield need to be a big hit for Xbox? It begs an even bigger question, Brap. You're asking question one. The monster question is, what if Starfield is a bigger hit than Hi-Fi Rush which it stands to have that ability with the market power of Bethesda. If Starfield is a bigger hit for Hi-Fi Rush, what sort of sales expectations do you think they have? What revenue expectations do you think they have for Starfield since it's tied to a much larger acquisition? I mean, if I'm Microsoft, I'm looking at that game and I'm saying, I want to see some revenue generation from this. My gosh, Hi-Fi Rush, the production cost of Hi-Fi Rush was a fraction of the production cost of Starfield. We better better make some pennies back here. And if they don't, you're going to have to go back to Phil Spencer's comments in 2018 and really wonder, were they sold a bill of goods? Did they formulate their strategy based around the explosion of Netflix and say, we're going to become the Netflix of gaming? Look at what Game Pass did for Forza. Look at what Game Pass did for State of Decay. In its earliest phases, track with me here. In its earliest phases, Game Pass was probably driving sales. Why? Because so many people are like, oh my gosh, I can just try this game out. This game is great. They tell their friend, their friend tells a friend, and then everybody's buying Forza. And then everybody's buying State of Decay. So there probably was a causal relationship there. The causality being Game Pass spun up the awareness funnel. But as we've learned in every game we have ever covered, gamers are like water. They go for the path of least resistance. They will find a way to exploit and to take shortcuts. And what do you think happened between 2018, Phil Spencer saying, Game Pass increases sales, and to now? What happened? Well, the consumer became more aware. The consumer decided, I can sign up for Game Pass for $10, and I can play this game, and then I can cancel Game Pass. And Game Pass, according to Microsoft's own documents, according to their own documents, 
Game Pass has a cannibalistic effect on sales. Now, if I'm a higher up, and I'm looking at those reports, and I'm looking at those court documents, I have a lot of questions. Like, wait a minute. We, a couple of years ago, when we formulated this plan, Game Pass was supposed to increase sales, and it's not. And Hi-Fi Rush shoots out of a cannon, and it literally, it does, it does everything that you want a Game Pass game to do. And it, and it fails to hit revenue targets. So it's not about Hi-Fi Rush being a flop. Hi-Fi Rush is a microscopic view into the challenges of this strategy that Microsoft has painted themselves into this corner. Yo, cram with four months. I go where the FOMO is. Great chat. Thank you guys so much. Hey, listen, over 900 people are here. Smash the like button. It helps this video find more folks. 336 likes, man. We should have well over 400. Get your coffee orders in. Uh, our, our holiday blend's been marked way down. Members, there's a discount in the Discord for you. You can get a buy two, get one free. Let's see how many new subscribers we've gotten this morning. A bunch of new subscribers as well. And then every time this hits 25, I give five back. So let's hit some numbers. Let's hit some goals. Let's keep the conversation going. Shelly says, Lono, are you ready for this week? Big stuff. Microsoft and PlayStation's annual financial reports and the CMA dead line going to be a busy week we've got a lot to cover and listen the reason that i wanted to cover this is i listen i know everybody on twitter right now is going to respond to the thumbnail because that's about as much space as their brain can hold they're like there's his thumbnail he's a sony pony it's like no no i'm not bashing hi-fi rush i'm not bashing xbox i'm saying this is concerning because this is what so many of us were worried about with respect to Game Pass. How's it going to generate revenue on big budget production titles? Uh, Brap says, we had Matt Piscatella on Brap from NPD a few years ago. At that time, NPD had data that showed games going on to Game Pass saw an increase in sales numbers. I'm telling you right now, Brap, that's why Hi-Fi Rush is such an important conversation. Because just listen to the way that people responded. Jay White with 11 months of membership. Welcome back in. Uncle Brada with 9 months. Welcome back in. Good morning, Lono and Chad. Just checking on little Broby lurking as the usual. Have a great stream. Yo, yo. Checking in, bro. I thought you called me little bro. That's fine. You can call me little bro. All y'all can call me little bro. You're allowed to call me that. Anyway. Look Look at the way that people responded. Right? When the news hit, the number one response I saw was, yeah, duh. Duh. What, what do you mean a Game Pass game didn't have high sales? Why would it have high sales? Dummy. That was the response I saw from virtually everybody. I even think Doc Dark took that posture. It was like, well, of course it's not going to generate sales if it goes on Game Pass. Now, Doc's been consistent. Because even Doc said, when Phil Spencer said that, he's like, that doesn't make any sense to me. He's like, why would a game sell more if it's on Game Pass? So Doc has been pretty much against that narrative from moment one. Like, that doesn't make any sense to me. I'm telling you, in 2018, it was happening, and it's not happening anymore. Sorry, Lono, no money, but I love coffee, and I hear you got good beans. Why can everyone hit the like button uh, if you're freeloading like I am? A, the more often you're here, the more likely you're going to get a gifted membership. We're very close to 3,000 members. This is your final week to push it. This is the final week of April. If you want to make me do a Just Dance stream, you guys are going to have to push like crazy. You're like 200-something, 250 members away. Uh, So be here as often as you can. There's very generous homies here. 
Microsoft buys Japan and makes PlayStation illegal. Only way they win. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Just start a total hyperbolic gaming channel. Guys, listen to me. This is going to sound crazy, but the only way Microsoft wins is buy Japan. And somebody else on the podcast is like, what? Could they do that? Of course they could do that. They're Microsoft, aren't they? They buy Japan. When they buy Japan, they make Sony illegal. It's just so crazy that it might work. Why do you not talk Sony? You pay your bills talking about Xbox? Your four Xbox is fake. Stop being fake. You think so? You think so? I don't talk about Sony. Huh. It's interesting. That's an interesting theory. Should we go? Should we go to some of my most recent videos? Oh yeah, right here. Here's here's one that says The Last of Us on PC Naughty Dog responds and upload with 2000 views and I called them out. I said there was no ownership. I called it a disaster. I called it an absolute disaster. Should we look at uh, should we look at all my past broadcasts? All the ones that you don't watch because you just look for negative Xbox content? Should we do that? Let's do that. Let's do that. Let's table this. Because I know people keep saying this stuff on you on, on Twitter about my YouTube. Let's just table this as a consideration. I don't talk Sony except here's Burning Shores. Is it more than just a DLC? Here's me playing Burning Shores. Here's Diablo. Here's Immortals. Here's two Division streams. Here's more Diablo. Oh, down here. Redfall and Starfield. Yep, there's some Microsoft. That's true. That's true. Because that's when everything was heating up. So we were talking about it. But if you scroll down here, Cyberpunk, Jedi Survivor, the PlayStation Showcase, Sony calls a CMA irrational. Those look like Sony things. Oh, wait. PS5. I was wrong. An entire stream about the the power of the PlayStation 5. Here's Resident Evil. Here's Zelda. Here's Diablo. Shut the frick up you don't watch my content that's the problem you know what you do you click on negative xbox content so youtube feeds that to you so you think man that's all reforge gaming does that's all he does no that's all you see because you're tribalistic and predictable and the website loves you for that youtube loves tribalistic dum-dums youtube loves you because you're super predictable. They know what the frick you're going to click on. Your fifis get wound up and you clicked on a negative Xbox stream. That, that's the point. Like, that's what you do. You, you, don't, you don't click on positive Xbox content. I had, a, I had an entire stream about Xbox Game Pass, how it could compete and evolve. It was a very positive Xbox piece. What could Xbox do in 2023? Did that earlier this year. Positive Xbox piece. You didn't watch that. You're just a predictable tribalistic dum-dum and it knows what you're going to click on. Huh? This is mean to Xbox. Click. Like, that's what you consume. So you put me into that category. I'm afraid it's your fault, not mine. Clicked on a negative stream to defend Xbox. Weird. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Burning Shores is good, but too short. Frozen Wilds is way longer. Yeah, I loved everybody trying to claim that they marketed Burning Shores with the kiss when it was actual Xbox fans that were attempting to spoil it and hate it. That They're the ones that exposed the kiss. Did you, didn't you guys love that? 
Wasn't that hilarious? Why do they have to do this to sell their content? They didn't use this at all to sell the content. It was nowhere in the marketing. It was Xbox fans that leaked the kiss as a, as a way to be jerks and to spoil it. And as a way to be like, ew, gross, like some 10-year-old on the playground. Like, they didn't promote the game with it. They didn't sell the DLC on that. You're going to get to see Aloy kiss a girl. Xbox fans were the ones who became fascinated with that. It was. I didn't see PlayStation fans tweeting about that. What, actively tweeting a spoiler to a DLC that just came out? It was an Xbox account that blew the thing up. Bunch of hypocrites. Oh, they market the game with this. What? They didn't market the game at all with that. You did. You made the DLC go viral because you got all grossed out like a child and tried to act like that's what the that's what the content was about. Shut up. Yeah, two robots kiss. <laughs> Robot love is love, dude. Come on. Let that T-Rex, you know, go out on a date with the brontosaurus. Come on. Where's all what's with all the judgment? Yeah, and the kiss is optional. You can be like, nah, I'm good. You don't even have to do it. <sighs> Stupid. I got to, and now, now I'm all off track. I don't know what we were talking about. <laughs> I, I don't know what we were talking about. Oh my gosh. Listen, there's a larger discussion happening right now. I thought Jez Corden's article deserved like a standing ovation, right? I, I, I deserved a standing ovation because if if he writing for Windows Central can be that honest and just that forthright with with like what's going on over there, right? What's going on over there? What? Why are you guys doing this, right? Negative Xbox contents. What you built this channel on? <laughs> You're, yeah, you're right. You're right. I grinded from 5,000 subscribers to wherever we are now. We're on the cusp of 30,000. You're right. You know what? You just go ahead and run with that narrative because unsuccessful people have to reduce another person's success down to something simplistic. That's fine. Your insecurity is showing, you know, far far more than your slip. It, you just you go for it. If that narrative makes you feel better about yourself, then go ahead. Your lack of success will probably always drive you to do that. You'll judge someone's success about, oh, this is the only reason they're successful. Well, okay. If if that's your understanding of success and channel growth on YouTube, then it's why you're probably a failure. The, the point is, is that if you're looking at the larger discussion and you read Jez Corden's article, it's very clear that even people that cheer Xbox are like, bro, what's going on? What are y'all, what are y'all doing? That article from Windows Central and Xbox-centric media site speaks volumes. That's what I'm saying. If you're a shareholder, bro, if you're a shareholder and you see the tide turning in the public, what do you think that's going to do to your own confidence? Bro, what are we doing over there? Read the article, please. I pulled out a bunch of choice quotes in my opening monologue. I'm not going to read his entire article in my stream. It's an actually really long article. It's really, really long. It was, it was, it was really, really long and I read and I read it and I pulled out what I thought were the three big themes. His three big themes are sales numbers of the series X and S 
prioritizing cloud over Xbox Series X production and distribution, and then doubts about Game Pass. Those were kind of like the three big things that he hit on. So I thought, well, okay, th- this is this is a hundred percent worth mentioning because even he is seeing like man this is this is this doesn't look good this is concerning what are y'all doing like imagine being somebody who's been waiting and waiting and waiting to get a series x and then you read that article how would that how would that make you feel imagine imagine that you couldn't get a Series X, so you bought a Series S, and then you've been seeing the things happening with that console, like the the very, very low performance, the performance below, the performance that's below what they promised, and then you see this article, and you're like, I'm sorry, what? You guys aren't even trying to make Series Xs? You're prioritizing the silicon for, for cloud? What? Paul says, I think it's fair to factor in the shadow drop for Hi-Fi Rush. Dangerous strategy for any game. Yeah, but it went it went viral. Short-term versus long-term? Oh, short-term for long-term. Yeah, but what's the long-term gain for Mo? What's the long-term gain for people with Series Xs? What do I gain from them investing in cloud? I bought a next-gen piece of hardware. Cloud doesn't mean anything to me. I bought a nice piece of hardware that I don't need the cloud. I need games. I don't I don't need I don't need cloud. I still maintain that the OG Xbox and 360 generations were the best for Xbox. I do miss Lono's Destiny coverage. I must admit he was the only person I could rely on for crystal views uh, or critical views of the game. I do love the content now. I honestly think that's what people miss and they don't understand is I was always heavily critical of the main game that I covered, right? And me being critical of Xbox comes from the exact same energy. It's like, bro, come on. Get up off the canvas. Let's see some games. Let's see some victories here. What are y'all doing? And I think their plan to go subservice, to go Netflix style, I think that plan is slowly blowing up in their face I'm not being hyperbolic I genuinely think that plan's not going the way that they thought it was going to go yo my man Doc Dark's in the chat I was already shouting you out Hi-Fi Rush was successful make the background green bro it'll soften the blow you know Look, man, if this makes the Xbox guys calm down a little bit, I know, like, green soothes you. You're like, oh, I feel better now. I feel like I feel like I'm being embraced by Phil Spencer. Listen to me. I said from the very beginning, I said from the very beginning of this, of this broadcast today that, yes, 100%, the success of Hi-Fi Rush is the reason that we should be concerned and worried. Like, Hi-Fi Rush was such a roaring success. Why on earth would upper management be like, yeah, we didn't we didn't hit uh, revenue projections. We, we didn't hit revenue projections. What the frick? What? Why did you have revenue projections for it? Yo, TJ Rage with the $2 tip. Your comparison to, with Destiny and Xbox was perfect. Right, like, I was always critical. I was always critical of Destiny. 
Yo, five gifted members from Terminal Stupidity. There it is, taking us halfway to the goal. Thank you so much for doing that. See the green with the X shirt. Oh yeah, X Men. Yeah. There you go. You guys feel better now? There's a big X on the screen. There's green behind me. Everybody, just everybody, calm down. You know, everybody, just everybody, chill out. Chill the frick. I actually cannot stand. I think that's so. It's such an abrasive color. I actually hate it. I can't. I can't take it. It's too sharp. It's too sharp. Oh, it's too much. I think it's 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 so like it's so green. <laughs> I told you he was a Sony pony. He doesn't even like the color green. All right. Wear a Phil T-shirt. Critical but sensible has always been Lono's shtick, in my opinion. Thank you. Like th- these are the questions that I want answers to. That I don't know if we're gonna get them. What? What? Why are you setting? Because I think it was Doc. Doc, I think it was you in your video. You were like, why would a game sell well if it's on Game Pass, dummy? Right? Why would it sell well if it's on Game Pass? And I'm like, ask Phil Spencer that. A- ask Phil Spencer that. He said in 2018 that Game Pass increases sales. Just picture this with me, all right? P- picture this. Was that Batman's voice? <laughs> Do I look like a cop? Look, just picture this with me. So in 2018, they see a correlation and a causative relationship between a game hitting Game Pass and having sales. Okay? They see that in 2018. You did say that. Yeah, Doc said that. Doc has also said that when Phil Spencer said that in 2018, he's like, that doesn't make any sense. That doesn't make any sense. Why are you saying that, Phil? Well, picture this. If that is what they saw in the immediacy of launching Game Pass, right? Game Pass launches in what, 2016, 2017? A year or two later, they're seeing games get a bump in sales from being on Game Pass. And they're like, hey, they go to upper management, they go to the people that they're reporting to, and they're like, all right, here we go. This is working. Game Pass is our way forward. When we throw games on Game Pass, we get people to subscribe to Game Pass, but we also get an increase in sales. All right, awesome. Upper management's like, this sounds great. Now I want you to fast forward to 2023. And after a very lackluster 2022, Microsoft steps onto the field and says, all right, you want games? You got it. Boom. Hi-Fi Rush just totally drops out of thin air. No one knows the game exists up to that point, except for like a leaker. We had maybe a week's jump on it, but we still didn't know what on earth the game was going to be like. It drops. It goes viral. 500-something thousand sales on Steam with 13,000 reviews on Steam, a 97% on Steam. It, It checks every box. If your team Game Pass, you're thinking, this is exactly what Game Pass is for. When I covered the developer direct, and when I covered that game, I said, this is a huge win for Xbox. Now, the guy that was in here this morning saying, I never do positive Xbox pieces, he didn't see that, right? It's it's hard to see when you have blinders on, right? So, if if you look at that, and you say... This right here, this is it. This is the success story. 
This is the absolute success story. This is everything that we wanted to see in this game. In in this funnel. We wanted to see this inside a game pass. And then higher ups turn around and say, hey man, at Hi-Fi Rush crushed it. That Hi-Fi Rush did amazing. Let's look at the revenue. Let's look at the, let's look at how much revenue it generated. And it fails to hit revenue targets. I have so many questions. Who set the revenue targets? What were they based on? Were they based on data from 2018 and Forza? Is that what they were based on? Because if it was based on that, you're going to have to reassess. And in your reassessment, what's going to happen to Game Pass? What's going to happen to the games coming to Game Pass? Because if they're starting to realize, hey, wait a minute, the ROI on Game Pass isn't what we thought it was. Knowing Microsoft, I don't think they'll sit idly by and just let let that be. I don't think they're just going to be like, no, that's fine. No, yeah. Yeah, production costs for Hi-Fi Rush, that's nothing compared to the production costs for Starfield. And as far as we can tell... It, it's not it's not making a dent in revenue because everybody's just playing it on Game Pass. So what we thought was a cause for celebration is actually a cause for readjustment and concern. That doesn't mean that Hi-Fi Rush was a flop. It means Hi-Fi Rush, in its success, has exposed a weakness in Game Pass. The question is, is Microsoft going to respond or not? Are they able to take that loss and say, nope, that's totally fine. That's by design. We're okay with that. If Hi-Fi Rush didn't hit ROI, how will any AAA game hit it? That's exactly right, because their budgets are far larger. They're far, they're far larger. It doesn't help that Xbox built years of success and support on being a console. How do they think it would go down turning their focus and providing quality for console to a service? Until these companies start releasing the info on their Game Pass check from Microsoft and total game sales numbers and downloads from Game Pass, then I don't want to hear about their poor sales until I can see it for myself. But that's not the point. It's not about that, Solomon. It's about if they're internally saying this didn't hit what we wanted it to hit, if that's what they're saying internally, that doesn't mean that Tango... You know, Tango Gameworks is in jeopardy. That, that's that's not what I'm even trying to insinuate. I'm also not trying to insinuate that like, oh, they're going to shutter. They're going to shutter Game Pass. So, in, so in my mind, if I'm looking at this as an Xbox upper management, I've got all these questions. Like, hey, Phil, I mean, w- you said all this in 2018, and this was looking really promising. This was looking like, man, Game Pass was going to really get us out of the woods, and that doesn't seem to be the case. So what are we going to do going forward? It made perfectly good sense to put really big first-party titles on Game Pass when it increased the sales of Forza and when it increased the sales of State of Decay 2. But if that's not happening anymore, then what's our play? What's our adjustment? I've I've told you guys many, many times that I think Microsoft could funnel more of a purchasing ecosystem and they could use Game Pass to do it. Eugene says, Starfield's been in development for eight years. Now, not all of that was under Microsoft, but $150 million, $200 million budget at this point. How do you possibly make that up with Game Pass and without PlayStation? Yo, it's good, Ariel. 
Streaming inherently obscure tracking success. That's why companies fudge them almost by default. There's no way agreed to measure success. Right, because Aaron Greenberg says it hit every key measurement, every key measurement and metric or whatever phrase he used. And it was like, okay, that's great, but that's not really what Grub was driving at. Like, again... It's kind of like whenever we're having discussions here and I go on this big long tirade about something and somebody says, yeah, but that's not what's happening. And I'm like, okay, wait, wait, wait. That's not what I was saying, right? I have to constantly do that. That's not what I was saying thing. That's what this feels like. Grub wasn't walking out and saying Hi-Fi Rush flopped because that became the conversation. Oh, Hi-Fi Rush didn't flop. Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout title. Hi-Fi Rush did very well. And it's like, well, okay, but I don't think that was the real discussion that we were having. Oh, no, moving on. Moving on. Grub cleared it up. Aaron Greenberg cleared it up, Lono. I don't know why you're talking about this. You sound very quick to dismiss this. Like, I don't understand. Why is Jeff the only one reporting on this? They were having a conversation... And he was asked a simple question. Is management at Microsoft unhappy? Right? So, listen, there's a larger discussion being had, discussion being had, Amos. Did you, what do you mean, why is Jeff the only one reporting on this? Jez Corden wrote a very lengthy article for Windows Central talking about the split focus of Microsoft and how it feels like console users are getting left behind. What do you mean? Plenty of people are talking about this. And this guy, the managing editor from Minotti, he asks Grub, he says, do you think management is happy with the state of Xbox right now? He says, I can tell you they are not. They're upset. We're just trying to diagnose it a little bit, right? So he's hearing from people, they're not happy with the state of things. Do you honestly think that it's not true? You, you think what he said's not true. You think with the current trajectory of sales for the Series X and the S, their market saturation, do you honestly think that the upper upper management at Microsoft is thrilled with the Xbox gaming division? You think they're throwing you think they're throwing confetti in the air and celebrating? X negative Xbox news goes viral, but that's not what he was doing. Why is Jeff the only one we are believing? Do we just dismiss AG right now? It's just hearsay. No, you're not listening. Okay, I'm going to do this one more time because y'all aren't listening. Track with me here. There is a larger discussion about dissatisfaction from the consumers and concern about the future of Xbox. Windows Central is an Xbox Microsoft-centric outlet. Jez Corden typically is pretty positive about Microsoft. He's in support of the Activision Blizzard deal. Nothing I'm saying is scandalous. These are facts. He writes an article, a lengthy, lengthy article about this current situation that Xbox is finding itself in, and it is titled, With Microsoft Distracted, the Xbox Console Experience is Suffering. He's asserting the reality that everybody's facing right now. You had a bad 2022, and then 2023 rolls around. And listen, when that happened, when that happened, 
when 2022 rolls around and it's coming to a close, everybody's looking into 2023 saying, look, we're, uh, we're about to have a big year. Because at the Xbox Bethesda Showcase last year, we were told 2023, here's 25 titles you can expect in the first six months. And where are we standing right now? 10 of the 25 not making it. One of their big titles this year is launching without 60 FPS. So yes, there's a larger discussion being had right now. Like, what's going on? What, where's the priority? Like, what, what's, what's your plan here? What are you guys doing? Given sales data and delays we have seen, it's not surprising that management is not happy with performance. What would be concerning is if they are not. Right, like if management's like, oh no, everything's totally fine. They're being outsold this year 3 to 1, says Eugene. Last month was 4 to 1. Total sales are pushing a 2 to 1 discrepancy again. And y'all find it hard to believe that Microsoft executives are not happy with Xbox. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Jez, Olive Garden, let's go. Who? Which Jez? Who's in chat named... It, it's not the Jez. It's somebody else, right? I'm assuming. Like your, isn't that your mod or something? Anyway, if if you're gonna look, if you're gonna look at this situation and you're gonna say, "Oh, why are we only believing Jeff Grubb?" It's like, brother, brother, everybody's talking about this. Everybody's talking about the current situation. Nobody's excited about this. I know nobody believes me when I say this, but it's like, dude, what are you like? I've been looking forward to some of these titles since they were announced. Hellblade 2? That's been on my radar because I Hellblade is one of my favorite games ever. The first Hellblade is one of my favorite games of all time. So I'm really looking forward to Hellblade 2. I've been watching I've been watching and anticipating Starfield for years. Why would why would I be like excited about this? Oh, Gaming Grindhouse is also named Jazz, but different Jazz. That's right. That's right. He's one. That's why he's one of your mods. Xbox story is getting redundant, but cliches tend to be true. The biggest truths aren't original. The truth is ketchup. It's Jim Belushi. I don't know what you're saying, Jeeves. Xbox, its marketing response is wait for next year. That's see, but th- this is my question to anybody right now that's like super confident in Microsoft. Like, if you're super confident in Microsoft, if you're super confident in Xbox, I'm just curious as to why. I I, I don't I don't see that history right now. What I see is delayed gratification, delayed gratification. Wait until, wait until, wait until. It's all out there in the distant future. What are, what are we going to do? What are we going to do if Starfield drops at 30 FPS? What are we going to do? You're going to have you're going to have two titles that get purchased and then that's how they launch for your next gen console? That'll be the end of the discussion. That'll be the end of the discussion of like, well, what on earth can we hope for then? What are they going to do ABK titles? Like, I don't want to play Starfield on PC. I have a perfectly fine PC. I prefer to play on my Xbox. It's way more convenient. 
My daughter was playing Hi-Fi Rush and she beat it. Now she's been playing uh, Disney Dreamlight Valley on my Xbox. Like, it's in the living room. It's just more convenient. It's easier to set up. Once they have enough addicted to Game Pass platform, they'll increase the price. Yeah, but how do you get people addicted to something that's so disposable? The problem is the cadences of games is terrible. Also, management. Both these statements can be true. I don't know why people find it hard to see. This Greenberg said Xbox is happy with Hi-Fi Rush, but Grub said Microsoft is not. Well, right. Think about it this way. They can be very happy with Tango games, and they can be very happy with what Hi-Fi Rush did, but that doesn't mean it generated the revenue that they wanted to see from it. Like, listen to what Aaron Greenberg said. He says, Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout hit for us and our players in all key measurements and expectations. Okay? So the question would there be, he says, key. Key measurements and expectations. So, he qualifies that because if he would have said in all measurements and expectations then it would be then come to find out what if he gets contradicted by the reports what if we find out from an earnings call or something that hi-fi rush did in fact fail to hit revenue projections well people would go running back to aaron greenberg and say well why'd you say this and he would say i said key measurements and expectations those are not key considerations for game pass games the key measurements and expectations that we see are, you know, logins, install rate, uh, achievement percentages, uh, you know, as far as, I, I don't know if they have a way of measuring social impact, like how many people were talking about it, how much of a press, you know, uh, press circuit did they get, how much top of mind marketing did they get. So if you're looking at that and you're listening to Aaron Greenberg, you're thinking, okay, well then, your actual revenue projections are not a key measurement or a key expectation. So he can say that and be telling the truth, but internal management could be saying, listen, we didn't see the revenue from this that we wanted to see. That doesn't mean we're concerned about Hi-Fi Rush. That means that they're probably concerned about Game Pass. Don't you see? It's, It's more zoomed out than that. Eugene says, years of drought results in a diminished library, so when someone's deciding to buy a new console, Microsoft's library is significantly harmed by those years of drought. It's not just a year. That's right. It sets you back. It, like, it's, it's, it, yeah, it's unavoidable at that point. Like, that's a, that's a significant setback, because anybody looking at buying the consoles right now is going to be asking the question, what am I getting if I go over there? Jelly says, it's all in the details of what he didn't say. Grub talked about money. Aaron rebutted with no money, so both can be true. Right, think of it this way. Think of it this way. Let's say I'm running a business, and I have a guy mowing lawns for me, and he's crushing it. He's doing a great job, and I'm really satisfied with his performance. I'm like, you know what, Bob, you're doing a great job. I didn't mean to make it rhyme, but I did. But then, his ability to be so successful exposes a weakness in my business structure. I'm like, wait a minute, this guy's mowing how many lawns in a week, and here's how much profit I'm making? Oh my gosh, 
we're losing money on this. He's doing great. I'm really satisfied with his performance, but I'm not seeing my results over here that I wanted to see. I have enough customers, right? I have enough I have enough output of business, but I'm not seeing the results over here that I want to see. So Microsoft can be totally satisfied with Hi-Fi Rush while also looking at Game Pass and saying, "Bro, this didn't generate the revenue that it was supposed to." Yo! Rockin' Robin with 20 gifted members pushes us over the first goal and now we're on the doorstep of 50. Thank you so much Rockin' Robin. You are amazing. We boosted up the VIPs as well. All of you that want to upgrade to VIP, we're at 179. We need 20 more people. We did a Friday uncensored week debrief. It was a debrief on the whole week. Creature even joined me. The guy that helps me with all of my stuff that I do and planning and strategizing. We really let the veil down. And if you guys missed out on that, you can upgrade to VIP, watch the past broadcast, or... Uh, I'm only going to do that if we get 200. I'm not doing that again. I'm not. I, I wet your appetite, right? So thank you for the 20 bomb, Rog and Robin. And uh, we got really close to 3,000 members last week. We're at like 2,800 now, I think. Just put Bob in the cloud. Fire Bob. The VIP stream was awesome. Yeah, chat, weigh in and tell them what you thought of the VIP stream and why they should upgrade. So, so again, in my analogy, it's like Microsoft could be looking at Hi-Fi Rush like the guy mowing the lawns and thinking, you crushed it. You did a great job. Thumbs up, buddy. But then they look at what's happening on the back end of that and they look at the revenue targets and they're like, we're going to have to make adjustments here. Because even when a game blows up and goes viral, we're not seeing the revenue that we wanted to see. We're not seeing the return that we wanted to see. It's part of the ABK deal. They'd be reviewing for Xbox financials closely to set expectations after it's complete. Y'all upgrade to VIP. That stream was an absolute W, says Helix. VIP stream was amazing. There you go. There's an upgrade command, or you can use the join command. You, as long as you're on the member page, you can you can uh, adjust your membership. Don't forget to press like. Good to see you, Chris Toast. Out there, out there sweating in those PSVR games. <laughs> puts in the work man I play a VR game for a little bit I'm like I'm tired I just turn it off I can't do it I wasn't able to watch VIP stream live but I loved it with Lono30 and Creature I want more there you go can we buy can we just buy more bobs (laughs) 17 months from a man storm and it's a VIP plus VIP and above counts VIP and above counts it was over-reported on and over-hyped to zero results, apparently. Yeah, but Jesus, I don't agree with that. I do not agree with that. I don't think it was over-hyped. I don't think it was... The, the game was a very, very good game. It was extremely popular. It's all anybody was talking about. <laughs> Vedger coming in, says Bob might just have been a better blade installed might just have a better blade installed on lawnmower thank you vedger for a month of membership hi-fi rush not even an xbox recognizable franchise after all these years what's xbox been doing when did the vip streams happen 
I think the best time for them to happen would be every Friday after I'm after I'm done with hanging out with 30 and still gaming. So once a week, like a once a week debrief. I wouldn't be able to do that every day, and I'm not going to do it until we get 200. What's my tier called? I have one you eliminated. Anything above the anything at $10 and above, you're included in VIP. It's all they're all VIP now. It's like VIP, VIP gold, VIP silver. I don't it's like there's three levels of VIP because people just wouldn't leave those those thresholds. Hey, but VIP Gold says I'm still better than all those regular VIPs, brokies. Thank you for 25 months, Abe. Let me give you guys a member count, and then I'm going to give you guys a recap. I got people in chat asking for a recap. A $5 tip from Billy says, I said your hair was wild today. I didn't mean as an insult. Good gravy. Maybe lighten up. I thanked you for the compliment. And then I said, it's always amazing to me when people react to my content and make fun of my hair. I said, thank you to you. I said, hey man, thanks. I appreciate that. And then I then I talked about something completely separate. I talk really fast. I wasn't talking about you. I literally said, thanks man. I appreciate that. And I said, it always amazes me when people react to my content and they make fun of my hair. I knew you weren't making fun of my hair when you said it's wild. You you were saying yeah, it's wild today, man. It's like I took it as a I took it as a compliment. I I thought I communicated that. I thought I thanked you twice. Love your hair. Thank you. Uh, we have twenty seven hundred and twelve members currently. Currently, you guys are gonna have to push really really hard. You guys got within about hundred and ten members last week. Yo, VIP renewal from James. Are you VIP enough to VIP? AOZ with the nine months of VIP gold says VIP up. Yo, Fading Star is going to gift a membership. Thank you, Fading Star. It goes to Jez Gaming Grindhouse. Thank you so much. Putting us on to 31. 11 months from Kyle, and he's a VIP. Another VIP. VIP flex. Look at all these VIPs flexing on you, chat. Don't let them flex on you. Upgrade. Upgrade complete. He tried to replicate my voice as a gay British guy the other night. I found it hilarious. He was funnily drunk. Everyone just chill. That, yeah, that was a fun. That was a fun stream. I was actually surprised how how enjoyable Horizon Forbidden West was with the co-pilot. We turned the difficulty down, and two people can control Aloy at once with this co-pilot setting. So I did the movement and the aiming, and my wife did all the shooting. So she was pulling back the arrow and then releasing it. Dude, it was so freaking fun. Your hair will be gray by the end of this week? Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Okay, let me give you guys a recap. Let me give you a recap. So for those of you that missed the opening monologue, I'll give you a recap. We're an hour and a half in. Give me 500 likes as an appreciation for the recap. And consider becoming a member. If you've never done a membership on YouTube before, it's five bucks. And when you do it, it makes space for all the people who can't afford a membership. So when gifteds go out, you won't be in that pool. Especially if you upgrade your current membership to VIP. It'll take you out of the gifted pool. It makes room for everybody else. All right? And this week... For all of the new members and past members, Friday night is Jackbox, so it's a community game night. We're going to be playing Jackbox, so bring your drinks, your laughs. You just need an iPhone or, or you just need a mobile device or an iPad. And Saturday night's the Star Wars watch party, okay? Don't miss it. Members, that's a great reason to be in Discord because that's the kind of stuff. I'll, make, I'll, make, I'll probably do a members post on the, on the channel to make sure everybody knows it's coming. All right, let me give you the, let me give you the recap. 
So Xbox was in the crosshairs again because of comments from Jeff Grubb about Hi-Fi Rush failing to hit revenue targets and upper management being unhappy with the state of Xbox. Now this hit a fever pitch and it got so high that Aaron Greenberg felt like he had to respond publicly. He said Hi-Fi Rush was a breakout title. It hit it hit all key measurements and expectations. This wasn't necessarily a response to what Grubb said because Grubb responded and said, listen, I wasn't trying to say that they needed to hit that revenue. I was just saying it failed to hit certain revenue projections and that upper management wasn't happy. He also went on to say that if if he, if he reports on things, his duty is to the audience and to telling the truth, and that if it makes Xbox look bad, that's not his problem, right? <clears throat> so the official response, I didn't, I wasn't concerned with Hi-Fi Rush being a flop. I said that in my show opening. That's not an issue for me. It clearly wasn't a flop. In fact, I actually think Hi-Fi Rush having so much success is cause for bigger questions. What's going on with Game Pass? In 2018, Phil Spencer gives this indication that, hey, when games go on Game Pass, it increases their sales. One of the most number one responses I saw to this news from Jeff Grubb was, why would anybody expect a game hitting Game Pass to have high sales? And it's like, I don't know, maybe because Phil Spencer said that will have an impact in sales, and we see more sales in games that hit Game Pass back in 2018. So in light of that, in light of that, I'm considering that upper management is wanting to restructure or change things or maybe reassess and readjust what they expect to get out of a Game Pass game because long term, higher production titles, higher production cost games are likely to miss the mark by an even greater chasm because the cost to make Hi-Fi Rush is nowhere near what the cost to make like a Starfield would be. Then I talked about Jez Corden's article talking about how Microsoft's split attention is causing the experience on console to suffer. And he walked through three big topics. He walked through the dwindling sales numbers, how the Xbox Series X and S are struggling to sail with market saturation. He also said that a lot of the silicons being used for cloud solutions instead of production of the Series X, which if I was a Series X owner or was trying to get a Series X, or maybe I just settled for the S because I couldn't get my hand on an X, hearing that from Windows Central would be concerning. The third thing he talked about is Game Pass Doubt. He said that, you know, AA companies and indie companies are more skeptical of Game Pass because apparently you can't be successful on the Microsoft ecosystem without going on Game Pass. I think that's going to result in two things. Number one, I think you're going to see AA and indie studios just avoid Xbox altogether because if they can't get on to Game Pass or they don't think their game is going to fit with Game Pass, they're basically going to come to the conclusion that why would we go over there? We won't be successful. The other thing that might come from this is what I call the first party chokeout. If Xbox Game Pass becomes a very curated first party offering, like let's say they get ABK, Activision Blizzard deal goes through, Microsoft throws all that stuff on Game Pass, then it's going to be virtually impossible for any AA third party or indie titles to have their time in the spotlight on Game Pass. This will lead lots of third party companies to avoid Xbox altogether. That was sort of the end of the Jess Corden section. I then ended the video by talking about the public perception of Xbox seems to be waning. Both YouTubers, podcasters, journalists, bloggers, even people on Twitter are starting to turn on the platform and say, I'm not getting what I wanted out of you. I'm not getting what I expected from this generation of consoles. Series X owners feel like second-class citizens. Xbox-focused channels are actually saying they don't feel like they're getting what they expected out of the platform. They're disappointed. 
and that I'm seeing it on YouTube, I'm seeing that in Twitter, and I'm seeing that on comments on my own videos. So that was the entire show open, basically, in a nutshell. That was my opening monologue. I'm curious what you guys think about about Jess Corden's comments about Game Pass. We've not talked about that yet. We've not talked about this. I missed somebody's renewal or something, didn't I, during that that recap? SSJ Gohan with 11 months, and it's a member plus. Thank you so much. So, (laughs) there's a couple of things to talk about here, right? (laughs) We could talk about the monthly active users. Where do you guys think they're getting this 120 million monthly active users for Xbox? Where, Where are they getting that number? Do you think a big game like Starfield getting delayed only serves to increase to pressure from management and shareholders for the investment to make a quick return? I have no idea. Even Doc streaming Ragnarok now? Well, when you run out of games to play. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're including PC too? But but how are they including PC? How? What do they have? 50? They, they told the CMA that PlayStation had more than double the monthly active users. In September, Sony claimed to have 102 million, so that would mean Xbox would have about 43 million monthly active users. But then, but then you got this guy here, Frank Shaw, saying, oh yeah, we, we hit a record number of 120 million monthly active users. We surpass 120 million. Well, okay. Which is it then? You're, you're telling the CMA one thing. You're telling the public something else. If I'm a shareholder, I want to know where that number's coming from. Are those, num- those numbers are 100% bloated by Minecraft. That's been confirmed, says Eugene. That's what I mean. I think the only way you get the 120 million monthly active users, the only way you get there is with Minecraft. Goddess says, for any members considering becoming a VIP, member will have a, uh, Lona will have a spicy VIP member-only stream to unwind from the week if there's enough members. 200 member goal. Yeah, we need 21 people to upgrade. We're at 179. Thank you, RT Mayday, for putting the upgrade command in chat. Uh, Love to stream with Madam. Was funny. Oh, thank you, Google Eyes. I appreciate that. Game Pass has always been low on high-value first-party backlog catalog. They should have never gone with day and date. But rather than build up a bigger backlog with high-value exclusives first on the Xbox console. Well, I'm not a shareholder, and I want to know where the number comes from. Imagine being a shareholder. Like, imagine being a Microsoft shareholder. Imagine being the FTC and being like, um, I'm just curious. You told the CMA that you had like 40-something million monthly active users. Now you're saying it's 120 million. So which is it? Does does Sony have double? Does so don't does Sony have more than double your monthly active users? Sony's at 102 million monthly active users according to their data, which would put you at 43 million. Where's the 120 million coming from? Like, I thought this guy's question was great. He cites the charts. He cites the CMA stuff. He's like, what are y'all talking about? Where are you where are you getting this number, man? If I'm the CMA, I want to know. The CMA's not done. Any data Microsoft shared with CMA was from 2021. 
Okay, so when they told the CMA in October of 2022, they were basing everything on 2021 stats. So from 2021 to early 2023, they went from roughly 40 million monthly active users to 120 million. They tripled their monthly active users in three years. How did they do that? Wouldn't that stand as a contrary narrative to what they're selling the CMA? Oh man, let us buy this, man. PlayStation's dominant. They they got twice our monthly active users. Well, hang on a minute. Do they have double your monthly active users anymore? Because Frank Shaw is sitting here telling the world that your monthly active users surpassed 120 million. You're over here breaking records. Why are you telling regulators that Sony's got twice your monthly active users? I, I think these are all completely valid questions. To play Minecraft, you need an Xbox Live account on most platforms. Yeah. They're juicing the stats. They're juicing the stats. You got all these people playing Minecraft using an Xbox login, basically. And that's being counted. And if you're trying to win me over as the public, as a shareholder, as an investor, and that's what you're telling me, I want to be like, well, wait a minute now. (laughs) Wait, wait a minute now. It's for the Xbox console? No, it's not. You don't, there, there are not 120 million Xbox consoles in circulation to make that number true. All those old consoles, you can't, well, how many of those people are booting them up and logging in every day? What, are we counting all the way back to 360? Where are they getting this number? 60 million is Series X S plus the one. You think the 60 million total sales, if you combine Series X, Series S, and the Xbox One, you think all 60 million of those consoles are getting turned on every month? Come on, bro. Yeah, since 2021, you need a Microsoft account in order to play Minecraft. I can play Minecraft on my PS5, but it does not go through Microsoft. I mean, according to this, it says... Since 2021, you would need a Microsoft account in order to play Minecraft. Before this point, players were able to play Minecraft simply with a Mojang account, uh, or Mojang account, but this legacy style of account is no longer enough to start playing Minecraft. Isn't it on mobile? Yeah, it's... If, if you genuinely think that there's 120 million Xbox consoles turning on every month... I, I've got a bridge to sell you, bro. There's no freaking way that there's that many people logging in every day to the Xbox ecosystem. There's no way. Sony's dominating. According to Microsoft, and according to everybody that talks about why this deal should go through, and you got you got a, you know American politicians looking like absolute geniuses. I love I love console warriors suddenly championing like senior citizens that should have retired 10 years ago from office looking like ignoramuses talking about Sony in in these in these public hearings or whatever they look like a bunch of freaking morons okay that's beside the point but everyone's like yeah man <laughs> these politicians are our heroes now really 
if you if you look at this and you look at the number of, of monthly active users, and according to everybody up to now, Sony's been dominating. 102 million monthly active users. But now I'm supposed to believe that Microsoft, that Xbox has 120 million monthly active users. Well, then welcome to market dominance, Microsoft. You've got more monthly active users than Sony. Doesn't that repudiate a lot of the argumentation about Sony's dominance? Aren't you talking out of both sides of your mouth or both sides of your body? Talking out of your rear end. The word choice has to be intentional. A Mojang account is no longer enough to start playing Minecraft. I haven't turned on my Master Chief Series X in three months and I have Game Pass. I missed the 360 days. Eugene says, almost all of the Xbox Series X and S were upgrades from the Xbox One users. You can't just add them. There's been almost no new Xbox console users, so there's maybe 55 million total console users. Yeah, maybe. But that's, again, are they monthly active? That's the point. They're touting 120 million monthly active, meaning they got on and did something. Remember the double the number doubled in 2021 and that's why like I said it's confirmed Minecraft bloat Microsoft tripling monthly user count sounds right to me both my sons and I have played on the Xbox at least once each last month month before neither of my sons played because they were grounded <laughs> by yourself work and lurk you caused a tectonic shift you did all by yourself <laughs> 120 million only makes sense if you include everywhere that you can use a Microsoft account to play games. Right, but it's a it's an MAU. A monthly active user is someone who logged in and did something with their account. And we're supposed to believe that 120 million like people d- turned on. Like look at this tweet We saw new highs for Game Pass subscriptions, game streaming hours, and monthly active devices. And, so there's monthly active devices. He's talking about separate things here. And, monthly active users surpassed our record 120 million during the quarter. They're including all those Minecraft people, bro. They're They're including the Minecraft people. There aren't enough consoles in circulation. There are not enough people using Game Pass on PC to account for that number. Even if every single PC Game Pass user logged in and every single console Game Pass user logged in in a month, you wouldn't come close to 120 million. You'd be at like, what, 20, 25 million? Where's the other 100 million coming from? Who has more reason to fudge the numbers, Microsoft or regulators or Sony in their earnings? I'm not sure what you're driving at. I don't know why this is an argument. Everybody knows Xbox sold around 50 million. Right, but a lot of the people that bought those Xboxes in that count, I don't even know where you're getting the 50 million number. What what specifically are you adding up? Are you adding up all of the are you adding up all of the Xbox ones and the Series X and the Series S? Because the Series X and S numbers are not anywhere close to that. 
you have games like Solitaire on PC and mobile, believe it or not, with 10 million users. Right, you got people logging in and you and playing Solitaire. And that that counts. Maybe uh, from the Riot games, you can't get all the champs for free when you play on Game Pass PC. Xbox One was around 50 million. Okay, Amos, you understand what you're postulating. What you're postulating is, is that every single one of the 50 million people who bought an Xbox One are turning the console on every month. That's unreasonable. And secondly... That's not 120 million. Where's the other 70 million people coming from? Where? Yeah, because a lot of the people... So the Xbox One sells around 50 million. The Series X and the S is at about 21 million. You can't add that together to be like, oh, 70 million. Because a large portion of the people who bought a Series X and an S were probably upgrading from an Xbox One. Right? Like... How many people do you think bought a Series X or an S and then were no longer turning their Xbox One on anymore? I would wager to say most of them. 90% of the people who bought a Series X or an S were no longer turning on their Xbox Ones. So that's a wash. So you've got 20 million people who bought Series X and Ss. You probably have maybe 20 million people left over still turning on their Xbox Ones. That's maybe 40 million. That's a third of that number. If you think that more than three or four million of the Xbox X and S users are new to Xbox, I've got a bridge to sell you, right? Yo, Victor Mayhem with the VIP. 24 months, it's a red badge. Third red badge is the charm. Active users, we have six users in my house that all play on the X uh, as my home console. Are they counting those? Keep up the great coverage. What's good, Victor? Well, I'm, I'm sure they do count those as individual users. Sure, Victor. But I still doesn't. I still don't think that gets you to 120 million. I mean, again, again, in right here, in October of 2022, like six months ago, they told the CMA that PlayStation has more than double the MAU. Okay, close to 60 million more of Xbox. In September, Sony claimed it had 102 million monthly active users and that would have mean that xbox had 43 million so why is xbox telling a regulator we have 43 million monthly active users and then they walk out in the public and they say this monthly active users surpassed a record 120 million which number is correct like which which number is correct man Microsoft will have their earnings tomorrow after the bell. Solemn says there are Game Pass and Xbox apps on mobile and you stay signed in and you can interact with those. You think that's where the number's coming from? My youngest plays Fortnite on the 1X. My oldest and youngest stream shows and play a bit on the X. The S and the other ones log in two aren't when the other two are not available. I just think 
anecdotal evidence from the most committed users like you guys are in a youtube chat and you're members to a youtube gaming channel i would imagine that your gaming centric lives families and logins aren't really indicative of what the market at large does I mean, if they're pulling the 120 million from mobile, then again, the question would be, why'd you tell the regulators that you had about 43 million monthly active users? Why? Thank you, Goddess. Says, Let's go, members. Jump in and pay it forward. Welcome to the Reforged family. Thank you. It's funny. Many Windows users would much rather not be attached to Windows while gaming. Although mine's anecdotal 100%. Right, like, you guys in chat, the people that are here right now, like, I just don't know if you're representative of the market at large. Like, the average person that's logging in and playing, like, like are, are, they, are they doing what you guys are doing? Multiple boxes in the house, multiple accounts on a single box, you know? Microsoft Gaming MAUs, is anyone playing Minecraft or Elder Scrolls online? Any game they own. Right, Brian King, don't you think that would radically change the Activision Blizzard conversation? Doesn't that radically change the conversation? Up to now, it's been Sony's the market leader, Sony's the market dominant leader, they have they have twice as many monthly active users as us. Microsoft just walked out and said, based on our acquisitions, Minecraft, Bethesda, we have more than 120 million active users in a month. Okay, so you screamed past Sony with two acquisitions. Mojang and Bethesda. Doesn't that change the entire discussion? Isn't an entire element of the defense of the Activision Blizzard acquisition, isn't an entire element of that defense now in tatters on the ground? You're walking out and telling everybody, Sony's the dominant leader, they've got all the monthly active users, they're the one with the market saturation, you're going to turn around and tell shareholders that you have 120, you surpass 120 million monthly active users, why? Because you bought Minecraft and Bethesda. So with just two acquisitions, you, you've closed and blew past Sony on monthly active users. That changes the entire discussion about ABK. Absolutely. The figures Microsoft are using are doctored to fit what they want to push the deal to go through. At the very least, shouldn't we at least question the ABK deal now? That's exactly the point that I'm making. How can you sit here and cheer for the deal and paint Minecraft as, and paint Minecraft, paint Microsoft as the underdog, paint Xbox as the underdog when all they had to do was buy Minecraft and Bethesda and they surpassed monthly active users of Sony like that? They've had Minecraft for a while. Right, and in 2021, Mo, they made it to where you needed a Microsoft account to play Minecraft. So they made that adjustment two years ago. So now they're out here touting this 120 million monthly active users number, but they're sitting here telling the regulators, oh, we only have 43 million. 
I think they're telling. I think they're telling about on con- on the console in that report as it was console versus console. Okay, but the problem with that, Paul, is if they're going to include Minecraft in the 120 million total that they're touting on Twitter, then you got to include Minecraft on the consoles because you can play Minecraft everywhere. If it's purely monthly active users on the consoles versus the consoles, then it, the, the discussion doesn't make any sense at that point because they inflated their monthly active users through sheer brute force of purchase that should be a part of the dialogue you're telling us 43 million monthly active users versus sony's 102 but because you bought minecraft and because you bought bethesda your actual monthly active users 120 million i'll let i'll let microsoft wear that feather in their cap i'll i'll print this out and hang this on my wall good for you good for you microsoft 120 million monthly active users. Bravo. Good job. I guess that means you don't need ABK now because you now have more monthly active users than Sony. You did it. Congratulations. You acquired Minecraft. You acquired Bethesda. And you closed the gap in monthly active users. I guess I guess we can all go home now. You don't need Activision Blizzard to compete. Thank you for logging in. Enjoy solitaire. Ping another one. <laughs> Wasn't EA crazy high monthly active users as well? I don't. I don't actually know. A purchase from 2014 raises their monthly active users from 2022 to 2023. R- right, Cujo. Right. They bought Minecraft. <laughs> they bought Minecraft back in what 2014. Yeah, their monthly active users from from one year to the next. We tripled them. I don't know. It's beyond belief. I don't know how we did it. Look at Steam subs. How do they get those sub numbers? I'm not sure what you mean. I really worry about Diablo under their management. Oh, there's a whole lot of reasons to be concerned about Diablo. Apparently Diablo, apparently Blizzard's just losing people. They got people just walking out the door really really concerning about the future of that everything Billy says when I play on PC I'm automatically logged on to an Xbox app even when I'm playing on Steam does that make me a monthly active user that's the thing yeah I don't know well no there's no way they're counting that Billy because there's way more than 120 million laptops and PCs out there with, with, with windows on them Paul says it was Microsoft also submitted that PlayStation was twice the size of Xbox in terms of the installed console base globally. And then Microsoft further submitted that PlayStation had more than double the MAUs of Xbox globally. That part of the CMA doc is talking about hardware. Okay. Well, the beauty of this conversation though, is that they're not buying hardware. They're buying software that increases their monthly active user footprint. So they can drive that narrative all they want. Oh, oh, oh. when you just look at hardware, well, hang on a second, Microsoft, because you are on record as saying when you get Activision Blizzard, you really want to push the ecosystem into a mobile storefront. You really want to push cloud forward, unifying your ecosystem, which means considering hardware is narrow and arguably stupid because that's not all you're interested in your xbox gaming division is bigger than the consoles 
Your Xbox gaming division is software distribution on mobile, cloud, PC, and consoles, as well as rival consoles. So that should be considered. You can't go to shareholders in the public and say, our monthly active users has surpassed 120 million, and then turn around and want to be like, surprise Pikachu face when everyone's like, well, I guess that means you don't really need to buy anything more, do you? Your acquisitions of Minecraft and Bethesda have paid off handsomely. It, so you just need ABK then to what? Compete on hardware? On console? Well, that seems contrary to your strategy and your plan for ABK because you're on record indicating that your plans for Activision Blizzard include mobile and cloud integration and a unification of your ecosystems. So you, you're making a stupid argument. Well, you should really only compare our hardware monthly active users to Sony's hardware active users. Why? Your interest in Activision Blizzard is not restricted to the consoles. It's, it's everywhere you're cherry picking a stat to make it look like you're the underdog that's so that like how can you how can you look at that straight face and be like no that's totally fine microsoft wants to buy activision blizzard because they want to be able to put the software everywhere they want king they want mobile they want cloud they've got plans for games to be everywhere they're promising call of duty to nintendo but we're only supposed to consider the monthly active users of the consoles the hardware that doesn't make any sense that's not logical you have the app installed for it to do what Billy is talking about? It's not automatically installed on your PC laptop. Well, yeah, I don't know. Is he talking about the Xbox like game front thing? Part of the pushback is about why would we pull Call of Duty from PlayStation when they have twice as many console players? Sure. Sure. But that's, again, that's not the point. The point that's been continued to be driven home is that Sony is the market leader. Sony is the has the dominant position in the marketplace. And with one acquisition of Minecraft and another acquisition of Bethesda, Microsoft has a monthly active user base that now surpasses Sony. And we want to let them buy way more than Bethesda and Minecraft. And we don't think that that's a problem. Microsoft's monthly active user base will mushroom again. And that's totally fine. That's competition. Basically buying users. Hmm. Buying a customer base. When's the last time that happened? It's really hard to remember. It's such a distant past thing. Oh, that's right. Internet service providers and cell phone companies did the same thing. They bought batches of customers so they could have a larger market share and buying power to say, look how many customers we have. Microsoft's playing the same game. Oh yeah, our monthly active users is 120 million. How'd you get that number? Well, I mean, we bought Minecraft and we bought Bethesda and all those people are logging in through our account generations and our account certifications, so those are our monthly active users. Oh, the PC Xbox app. I think they definitely count it because you have to manually download it so it's not everyone that has Windows. Right, but that doesn't that wouldn't count Lone Wolf if he boots up Steam. It would only count if he boots up that app and plays a game through that app. Would be my understanding. If I have the PC Xbox app installed and I'm playing some indie title on Steam, I'm not counting towards their MAU. Microsoft's monthly active users should exclude them from ABK because it contradicts their points. That's exactly my point. <clears throat> you can't keep walking out into the public and acting like Sony's the big bad wolf and we don't we, they're so much bigger than us. 
when when the fact of the matter is you've you've already displayed you've already displayed a, a huge surge in monthly active users from just two much smaller acquisitions. Billy said it auto boots up automatically. Mine does as well. Oh, I see what you're saying, Lone Wolf. You're saying the minute the computer turns on, it logs into that and and is being counted, even though you're not even playing a game through the app. Is that what you're saying to me? The Xbox app sets itself on launch at startup, and it auto-logs you in. It would count. Got it. Got it. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. Uh Uh-huh. Every Windows 10 user is not being counted. No, they're talking about specifically the Xbox game app. When you install it and use it just one time, it sets itself to be on it, boot up, and log in. Like, it, it literally does that automatically. Now I understand what y'all are saying. Okay. I, I The way he phrased it, I was like, why would it do that because you're lo- loading up a Steam game? That doesn't make any sense. He's saying, I, I could just be turning on my computer to play Steam, and they're counting me because it automatically logs me into the game, the game, the, the game app. <clears throat> it's just on and in the background. I'm not even playing a game through it, and I'm being counted. I get what he I get what he said now. Even if you close it after it boots up, you still got counted because it logged in. That's why I think a purchase like Square and Final Fantasy or Genshin would be a great buy for Sony, and we could do the same thing with logins, inflate the MAUs like Microsoft. Yeah, but that's the last thing they want to do right now. Reforge, remember the Windows Phone? What a failure that was. Yeah, Jez Corden mentioned the Windows Phone in his article. He did. Um, he did. He mentioned the Windows Phone in his thing. Guys, if you're enjoying today's show, part of what makes shows like today possible is all your incredible support, even something as simple as smashing the like button. If we could get 50 more likes, there's almost 900 people here. We have maintained such amazing numbers today. Thank you for the support. Ordering coffee also supports. If you're a member or a newly gifted member, be sure to get into the Discord. You can also help us hit this goal. I already owe you five gifted members, so I'll be paying that forward. If it hits 50, I'll owe you more. Thank you so much. We will be doing a member stream today to debrief. I've got a video about the casual problem in Diablo. I reacted to a guy's video, and uh, everybody can watch that, and then we'll debrief and kind of talk about it afterwards. We'll do that in probably about a half an hour. So I want to keep discussing this with you guys. There's a lot of factors that we haven't talked about. What we just talked about was the monthly active users, but I want to talk about something else now. Excuse me. I want to talk about the Game Pass situation, okay? So Jez had the following to say in his article over there on Windows Central. He said... I've been speaking with AA and indie developers over the past weeks who are still very skeptical of Xbox Game Pass and the impact it's having on the platform. Indie developers increasingly don't see an opportunity to make money on Xbox in situations where they haven't been approved for Xbox Game Pass. So basically what he's saying is, is smaller studios and indies... They're looking at Game Pass, and they're telling Jez Gordon, they're telling a guy that writes for Windows Central, yeah, I don't know. It's having an impact over there. It's affected the ecosystem. Game Pass is not neutral, okay? 
I opened YouTube and it automatically started this stream inflated viewer numbers. Hey baby, it knew what you were looking for. Welcome on in. <laughs> it knew what you needed. It knew what you needed to see. Nothing was surprising about what Jez said. What's surprising is that he said it. I mean, in my mind, I feel like these guys are getting ready to, you know, diversify their portfolios. I I think some of these guys are like, man, I, well, I'm gonna need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need to be able to cover something else. You know, I, I'm gonna need to be able to cover something else, bro. Like, <laughs> I don't know about all this, man. We're not, we're not looking too good out here. We're not looking too good out here on Main Street, bro. We're lo- we're looking kind of bad. My man Cowboy says, Lono, I wish content creators would do like me and beat games on both sides when they compare what's better than what. <clears throat> yeah, I saw your video. If you guys want a good breakdown of Forspoken and Hi-Fi Rush, the good, the bad, and the in-between... Cowboy put together a pretty good video. I actually don't think those games make any sense to compare, but since so many people had been comparing them, Cowboy was like, look, I've actually played them. I'll tell you, right? So I thought I thought it was it's a video that I would never make because I'm like, number one, I I, I thought Hi-Fi Rush was great. My daughter played it way more than me. I helped her every once in a while. And I, I didn't like Forspoken. I played Forspoken. Uh, I played a couple hours of the demo, and then I played a couple hours of the main game, and it just didn't hook me at all. <clears throat> Jez is an indebted servant to Microsoft. I don't know if that's fair. Undoubtedly, his opinion shouldn't be taken seriously. He's very, very biased. Okay, let me grant your point. I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with what you're saying. I think you're maybe overstating it a little too harshly. His bias is clearly there. His lean is there, as is everyone's. Doesn't that add more weight to his article? Doesn't that add more weight to him saying, look, bro, I'm talking to indie devs, I'm talking to AA studios, and they're skeptical about Game Pass because of the impact that it's having on the Xbox ecosystem. Doesn't that give more weight to what he's saying? Like, everybody claims I lean heavy Sony. When I was critical of Naughty Dog and the PC port of The Last of Us, doesn't that give me a little bit more credence in that video? If you didn't like Forspoken, I can't trust you. Why? I, I More people agree with me than you, brother. I'm not trying to pull fallacy of the group. It doesn't make me right. But what do you mean you can't trust me? I'm the third-person action-adventure king. It's like my favorite game type. It's, 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 literally the, it's literally the thing that people accuse PlayStation of only making. Forspoken made the biggest mistake they could have made. They made a third-person action-adventure game, and they stepped into the big leagues. Do you want to know why Microsoft doesn't make third-person action-adventure games? They'd be compared to Sony's. Do you want to know why Forspoken got eviscerated? Because it stepped onto the big league field and it said, oh, I'm going to go up here and go toe-to-toe with Horizon and God of War and Tsushima. Of course it got ripped. Brother, you're, 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 you're stepping up next to, to Michael Jordan and Kobe and, and, and you barely can keep up points in a pickup game. They, they had no business launching that game as an exclusive or a timed exclusive on PlayStation. It wasn't even up to par. It shouldn't even have been a full price game. What other games have pocket sand? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Devs 
Hate the series uh, Potato. Chill with the caps. Yeah, Ariel, we don't need caps, bro. Don't be hijacking chat with caps. Lono, the reason people see you more as a pony is because Sony doesn't fail as much as Xbox, and they know that, but they don't want it being talked about. Yeah, I was apparently supposed to do an entire show on a single screenshot of of uh, of uh, of Dead I of what's it called Dead Island Two. Did you guys? Did you guys? You guys see that screenshot floating around? Have you Have you seen this? Look at this! Look at this thing that I was told to cover. I I literally had guys on my Twitter thread. On Friday night, when I was getting ready to game with my wife, and I had guys getting up my nose. Wait, do you wait? Do you see this this scandalous screenshot? What do you wait? Do you see this? This is this is such this is oh my gosh, guys! I I was supposed to do an entire show about this. This is what I was supposed to do a show about. Apparently, the, the this detail here. And the detail here missing on the PS5. I was supposed to do a whole show about about this. This is just such a scandal right here, bro. Can you believe it? I I don't understand. Didn't 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 the actual breakdown of Dead Island? Didn't it actually run better on PS5? I, I I saw I swear I saw at least two tweets about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Should we? T- <laughs> yeah, let's really analyze this. Let's really analyze what's going on here. You know, who wiped Vaseline on the camera over here on the Series S? Why does it look so blurry? Why does everything look fuzzy? I'm fairly certain the breakdowns I'm fairly certain the breakdowns of that game still had it performing more consistently and better on the PS5. That's con- yeah, that's enough content for a 5-hour stream, bro. That's that's all I need. I just need that screenshot of details missing on a zombie's arm. Someone edited it and took the blood out. Wait, has that actually been edited? Are you kidding me? Are you pulling my freaking leg? Digital Foundry did confirm that it runs better on the PS5. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're going to run to that one screenshot. I'm like, yeah, there's details missing. And I'm like, okay, but Digital Foundry's conclusion was that it runs better on the PS5. What the frick are you even talking about? Both the Series X and the PS5 are capable of higher graphics and draw distances as opposed to the Series S. I literally had people sending me that screenshot and they're like, are you going to cover this? Are you going to cover this? Cover this. The guy said, so you're just going to ignore this but bash Xbox all the time? This guy said, talk about it. (laughs) Do Do a five hour show on this one freeze frame, bro. Bristol says, let's get the thumbs up on the video, guys. Get the conversation out there. That's right. A great way to support the channel, guys, is to share my content anywhere you can, anywhere that people hang out and talk games. We need about 20 more likes on the video. 
PS5 hold frames better because it has variable clock speeds, which a Series X is a fixed clock speed. I guess they got their wish. You just talked about it. Yeah. Microsoft paid for it to look worse on PlayStation. Console Wars is so 2000 and late. Bye. Okay. Make sure and click like on your way out. Tell your friends. They should be happy you talked about it. I'm old enough to remember when Digital Foundry were accused of being Xbox fanboys when the One X was better than the PS4 Pro. Yeah, they're always going to get accused of that. All they're doing is breaking down the stats and the facts. They're not They're not picking a side. That idea is just ludicrous. All right, here. I, I'll do it during the premiere. Why is anybody surprised that the PS5 runs better games? One platform to develop for and the unified memory in the PS5 is superior. Our graphic settings are too high to see by most. Uh, so setting lowered like FPS for a more cinematic feel. Thanks. Huh? Listen. Oh, the image is real? Okay, so those details are missing. Okay, so the image is real. I mean, I, I don't really care about that. If it runs better and there's, a, there's less blood on a zombie's arm, do you know what I'm saying? I don't care about that. That's literally what games are supposed to do. They're supposed to cut out things that are frivolous to run consistently. That's like the entire point. That's a debate we've had for a really long time is that developers push things and push things and push things and you get terrible performance. You think COD on Switch will make Nintendo popular or sell more? No. Call of Duty the board game. Oh, it's finally here, guys. PS5 is the lead platform. Games always run better there. Not surprising. Here, here's the thing I think that people are finally waking up to. You were told for months, I had people in here, not even a month ago, running with the narrative of Xbox Series X is the most powerful console. It's more powerful than the PS5. How's that narrative doing now? Yo, what's good, Ginger? Run better, frame rate's a better experience for me, 100%. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But think about it. Like, the, 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 the whole narrative of, like, well, the Xbox Series X is the most powerful console. Do, do, have you seen the embarrassing tweets before everything was out and people were talking about the Series X is going to blow the PS5 away? PS5 is going to struggle to get 30 FPS. Series X is going to be blowing it out of the way. It'll be, you know, 60 to 120. Where's all that energy now? Where is it? Like, no one's saying that anymore. Who could honestly say that and be taken seriously? Like, I try to put myself, I try to enter the mindset of somebody who bought the Series X, and that's all I had in my house right now. Brother, I'd be furious. I'd be like, what the frick am I doing here? Number one, where are the games? Number two, where is the performance I was promised? Number three, I think I'm going to go to the store and try and find a PS5. Um, Hang on. Mm-mm-mm. Like you said, it's about the Series S. It's always been about that one. Always, it's always been about that one. I don't, I don't see, I don't see how it couldn't be about that. 
it's like what what are we supposed to do here you got to you got to make something you got to make something run on two different systems and one of them's weaker like what, what that's a, how how do you not see that as a, a major major culprit how's that not a major culprit in the in the debate in the discussion yo tgrim with the gifted member pushes us to 32 if you guys are going to hit that 50 today you better go open oh i don't really have a thumb for today i'll just use the old one uh Oh, maybe I do, actually. Do we have a member's Diablo? Open. What's this one say? Players will quit. Mm. I'll just use the default. Yo, the gifted membership went to Mr. Din. Mr. Din. Mr. Din. Not just weaker, substantially lacking in a very important area. That's what that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I just I don't I just don't see it. I don't see how people I don't see how people don't see this. Do a poll. Do a poll for what? Six hundred likes. Let's go. Did we hit the six hundred likes? Yo, y'all are the best. Y'all are the best. You're like three hundred members away. From the uh, from the big one, the Just Dance stream, y'all have been crushing it. Okay. Okay. Set so as a premiere today. I have a new feature that they're letting me test out. I don't know when I'm going to test it, but I apparently I'm going to be able to show videos to members first. Um. So, yeah. I don't know when we would use that. More likes to 700. Right now, if you guys want to focus on anything, I'd focus on that member count. You got about 10 minutes to bring people with us. We're going to watch a Diablo video all together about uh, the casual problem. Is there a casual problem? Yo, what's good, Saltiest Gaming? Good to see you in the chat. And then we're going to hang out and debrief with members. So it's a great time to become one. It's a great time to gift a membership. You can kind of take people hostage and bring us with us. Uh, Right now, I'm going to gift five members during the premiere. So stick around if you want to get one. And if you want me to gift more than that, then uh, bump the number. Bump Bump that count. Bump it up. And then let's do that. Diablo 4 is going to take a good month out of my free time. When's the Starfield Showcase? Starfield Showcase is Sunday, June 11th. It's the final 30 minutes of the Xbox Showcase, which, interestingly enough, um, that's not how they originally positioned it, so I'm not really sure. Yo, it's good, CT Unicorn. How are you? Oh my goodness. That is a big one. All the way to 52, blasting past the mid goal with a 20 
gifted member bomb. That's a big one, bro. Thank you so much, Ker. What is that? Kerm Kermandai? Kermandai, maybe. I'm not sure how to pronounce it. Kermandai with a 20 bomb. Griding the top up there with Rock and Robin. What's the live plan for the rest of the day? Gonna try and raid you if you're live. You won't be able to, Ginger. We'll be in a members we'll be in a members live environment. This stream will end. We're gonna throw ourselves at a Diablo premiere. So if you want to raid the premiere, you'll need to do that during the like from noon to like twelve fifteen. You could try to raid the premiere. I don't know if you're gonna be able to do that though. That's in that's in like the next twenty minutes. So now I owe you guys ten. I will gift ten members during the uh, during the Diablo premiere. I will do that. Now we just need Crap Gamer to realize his mistakes. I don't know who that is. I know people are reacting to my content. I've seen some of the videos. Like I don't have time to watch them and respond. I mean, I appreciate I appreciate people taking the time, you know, to to watch my content and to and to react. I don't appreciate the fact that they all just immediately jump to insults and, you know, making fun of me. It's like, well, engage with the arguments, but, you know, I, I guess I'm expecting too much from, from people that, you know, struggle to, to, to grapple with. Sometimes they don't even understand what I'm saying. I think that's probably... I actually don't mind the insults as much as I get irritated by the misrepresentation. I get more frustrated by them misunderstanding my point and not really engaging with my argument. I get more frustrated by that than them making fun of me. It's like, you make fun of my hair all you want. Like, like what are you, seven years old? You know what I mean? Am I missing something with the S? PC games were made for a spec... However, if you had a better PC, then you would up the settings. What's the difference? The lower spec PC players don't hold back games. Here's the thing, Gary. There's a difference between making a game that can be run on a spectrum, and like if you have a weaker PC, you can go in and turn all the settings off. That's not quite the same as having an ecosystem where the Series S is bottlenecked in a really important metric. We've been doing our show, no promo, from 11.30 Central to 12.30 Central. So if you're just in members this afternoon, once I'm back after uh, Baby comes this week, we'll try to find better raid windows. Okay. That sounds good, Ginger. And I can always end a member stream and point people to you anyway, if you're if you're still doing whatever it is, you know, if, you, if you're still doing a show at that time. Eugene says he's not worth your time. I listened to him uh, make up three things to make points Friday night in Crossfire. You don't know Crap Gamer? No, I don't. Your hair is fantastic, though. I appreciate that. All right, you guys got five minutes. You got five minutes. A bunch of people bailed. Good. Let them leave. They won't get the gifted memberships, right? I like letting people know that the show's coming to an end so that they leave. Like, I want the loyalists to get the gifteds. So, you guys have five minutes if you want to push this all the way to 75 with some big bombs. If not, this is amazing. Don't sweat it. I owe you 10 members. I will gift those 10 members in the premiere. They have raids on YouTube now? Yes, they do. It's called Redirect. You can raid or redirect to anybody who's checked the box that says anybody can redirect or raid me. Gonna raid your D4 premiere? Hopefully it works. If you... Because it's scheduled as a premiere, Ginger, you can actually go and say, hey, raid this premiere, and later, even though it's not premiering, it should still dump your people on the video. It should still work. Even though it won't be a premiere, it should still redirect everybody to the video. I've done that before. 
you set up the premiere, you schedule the redirect, and then you just publish it as a regular video. We used to do that, and the, and the redirect would still work. Yo, a $2 tip from Newtonian. Series S was under $200 and still a fourth of the PS5 sales. Oof. Redirect is such a lame name. It really is. It sounds so clinical. We're going to redirect. What? That's like something you do with a child. Don't tell them no, just redirect them. <laughs> uh. Isn't he a flip-flopper? I'm not sure who you're talking about. Got it set up, so yeah, we'll rock that. I appreciate that, Ginger. Thank you. It's funny, the redirect and permission seem backwards. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I get somebody not wanting to be raided, being like, no, I don't, I don't want to be raided. That's, that's weird to not want to be raided, but you know what I mean? Like, I... <laughs> I want to be raided, bro. Bring your people over. Let me talk to them. I enjoyed you before the rename and the rebrand. Uh, thank you for bringing us the great content. Thank you, Lord Nightbringer. I appreciate that. Call it vid shifting. Redirect sounds like a woke terminology. Oh my gosh. 60 FPS needs to be the goal from day one. Trying to add something like that post-production is a nightmare. That's what I'm saying. Yo, what's good, feed? I see you in the chat. I missed a lot. What's good, Doc? Did you talk about how you schooled me on the whole sales don't matter argument? I mentioned it. I said that I said that you responded to what I said. I said, you know, because Doc was saying, I play games, not sales. I play games, not sales. And I was like, look, man, it's like sports. And that's great. And I actually conceded to your point that, like, I never want anybody to think that because I'm looking into all these details and sales figures and metrics and numbers that, like, everybody else should, too. Like, that doesn't matter to some people. That I'm never trying to create an impetus to be that level of informed. Just like if I was a huge sports fan, I wouldn't be like, no, there's an impetus. You need to know the coaches' names, and are they doing a dime or a nickel on third down? Like, you don't need to know all that. If you love the team, wear the jersey, and buy the season tickets, you do you, boo-boo. But I like knowing everything. I like getting all the way down into what's going on with the games. And that's why the Hi-Fi Rush thing interested me. It was like, wait, 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 wait. Hi-Fi Rush was undoubtedly a roaring success, but if that success didn't generate revenue and sales that they thought they were going to get, why did they think that? Again, when Phil Spencer said what he said in 2018, did he cast a vision, right? Did he cast a vision that, look, man, you know, this, this, this Game Pass thing is going to boost sales, this Game Pass thing is going to drive sales. Let's go. Let's go. And it's like, it's not doing that anymore. The, the community's evolved. It's gone through a metamorphosis. And that metamorphosis is driving people to not buy games when they're on Game Pass. You go from Phil Spencer saying that in 2018, then they're telling these regulators in their own documentation that Game Pass is having a cannibalistic effect on sales. Well, <laughs> that's a very different tune. And if upper management is thinking, hey, wait, 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 wait. Game Pass was supposed to do this. We're not seeing that. Hi-Fi Rush hits the ball out of the park. Goes viral. Massively successful. 13,000 reviews on Steam. It's got a 97%. Why didn't it generate the revenue we were hoping to see? 
These are all valid questions to ask. If you're a shareholder, board member, if you're a strategist, if you're at upper management of Microsoft or Xbox gaming division, you gotta wonder what in the world's going on. Hi-Fi Rush was perceived as a success because Xbox champions were telling people it was a game of the year worthy. I perceived it as a success because it got great reviews. It w- it it was climbing the charts on Steam. At, they hit two million users on like a thirty dollar rhythm game. Come on, that those are facts in support of the position that it did well. But listen, we don't have time for this. I got to send you guys to this Diablo video. There's a link in chat. Click that link. Clip that link and head over to this video. Smash the like button as soon as you guys get over there. I'm going to give 10 members as soon as we get over there. We can debrief and break all this down even more in members. That's a great reason to be a member. Become one or go over to this premiere. You might get one. I'll see you guys over there in the premiere chat.